Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Lissa knows. It's the Premium Pete Show. You want to sit mo on my living room flow, play Nintendo with season Nino, uh. pick up my phone, say Papa not home, Chill. sex all night, mad head in the moan, spin my V, smoke all my weed, tattoo on titty, saying B-I-G, now yep. check it, you want to be my main squeeze, baby, I do. don't you, you want to give me what I need, baby, uh. won't you, picture life as my wife, just think, full length, mink, fat X and old links, bracelet to match, conversation was all that, showed you the safe combinations and all that, guess you could say you's the, the one, one I, I trusted. trusted. Who would ever think that you, you would spread, spread like, like mustard? mustard? Shit got hot. You sent feds to my spot. Took me to court. Try to take all I got. Uh. Another intricate plot. The bitch said I raped her. Damn. Damn. Why she want to stick me for my paper? My Moschino hoe. My Versace hottie. Come, Come to, to find, find out, out, you was fucking everybody. You knew about me, the fake IDs. Uh. Cases in Virginia, bodies in D.C. Woo-wee. Let me tell you something. You ever had a case? Of course you did. <laughs> Penitentiary piece. Internet, internet. Let me tell you. Let me tell you one thing. VH1 should have hired Miss Lissa. They should have to do that biggie. Because I don't know who Alamo is. Like I was. Like did he want pie with ice cream on it? Like. Well, what I found out is I found out that that um, Alamo, the rental car company, has reached out to Rich Homie uh, uh, about skirt, being uh, about being an ambassador. Skirt, yeah, back it up. Alamo is a company. Yeah. Oh. Well, also, Alamo is... Uh, when you put ice cream on top of your pie, Alamo. No, that's Alamode. Black people don't pronounce all the letters. Like, we say refrigerator. We don't say refrigerator, so it's Alamo. That, that is true, because uh, low-key Nas family, whenever they say oil, they say Earl. Exactly. I was like, well, how the fuck they Earl? So he like, want to play Nintendo, with, and he want munchies. And you know, I'm Italian, so when she said Earl was frying, I thought like they were, like, you know, whacking somebody and cutting <laughs> them up or something. I was like, who the Earl's like... Earl's frying, you know what I mean? Yo, like, that's hilarious. Did you watch the um the hip hop? Th- f- first of all, overall, I thought it was dope. Right. I really did. I think that like like uh, Dej Wolf was dope. Even Mm-mm. even Little Mama was dope. I love mm. the outfits. The outfits were dope, right? Mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor killed it. She's the only one that mattered. Killed and Dej Loaf fucked up the words a little bit too, but nobody caught it. But yo, honestly, and this is my whole fucking gripe, especially with VH1. First of all, who's the person? At VH1 that actually sat in a meeting and said, hey, you know what would be a good idea? To get Rich Homie Kwan to do this tribute. Yeah. Biggie. First of all, like, he's not honestly, from New get York. get all the way the fuck out of here. And even fast forward, when he apologized, he apologized to New York. That's kind of corny. Biggie wasn't just New York. Right. Biggie was worldwide. Biggie was hip-hop. Don't just apologize to New York. But and- he needed to apologize to us specifically because how dare you come to the man's town and honor him. Like, maybe if he was in Atlanta talking that gibberish, it would have, like, you know, been a little less, like, like of a heart. Like, I'm lying. But, but, it still would have been a problem. I can't forgive this motherfucker. Yeah, me neither. I'm and lying. I'll be honest with you. I tweeted so much shit that day, and, and the memes and the things everyone else tweeted had me fucking in tears. But I'll be honest with you. I tweeted that hip-hop should be just like sports. Mm-hmm. Just like baseball. Like, something happens, you get a 60-day suspension. They need to suspend <laughs> that motherfucker. Like, think about it. For how long? At least at least, at least 60 to 90 days. Suspended. Because I'm be honest with you. If you come... like I heard some... I've seen things all over the internet about people said, like, he didn't know... Or don't you shouldn't fault him. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, then he like, shouldn't right? do a tribute. I'm not saying that people should have to know big, right. but then don't do a tribute. 
don't get up there and do something, you know, because that's just that's just like stepping on the, the grave of the late, great Frank White. And I'm actually going to disagree slightly with you. I feel like, yes, you should know Biggie. Like, you don't have to know the word for word because, I mean, even me, like, I make up my own words a lot of times when I do, like, these freestyles in, in the beginning of the show. But, like you said, don't do a tribute. But at the end of the day, like, he had a dead blank, like, moment just like, after he said Alamo, he was like, oh, shoot. He lost his head. He didn't even know how to Recover. pick it back up. Like, well, well, that's when you grow, make some noise. Even little Kim, I love her to death, but she had a couple of moments, too. I think she was trying to save him. That's why she got caught up in, the, in, 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 in you know, who knows what they heard in the ear when she he got off beat. He got off. He may have fucked up the whole fucking thing. I think he did. I and, mean, but honestly, if little Kim... If she even fucked up the, you know, the but lyrics. But she didn't even know some I, of her own lyrics. I give her credit. I give her, I, I'll let her pass. Yo, for, for what? Not knowing Biggie or got, not knowing her Biggie own? Biggie shot so many woes in that fucking... Good night. And, 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 you know, listen, <laughs> she did a lot of for the culture. You understand? She did a lot for the culture. So you got to let that pass. But I'll be honest with you, as soon as I seen Rich Homie Khan come out with that tight-ass Coogee sweater, Lord I knew him. something was going to happen. I never seen... Listen... Internet, you wear whatever you like and enjoy it. Right. But if you're going to wear a tight-ass Coogee sweater... Man, you just sucking out all the culture of yeah. what it really is. You gotta get at least if you're a large, wear extra large. You know, I understand people don't want to be too baggy or too short. I get it, but a Coogee sweater is not meant to be like that. Yeah, because if he would have tried to hail a cap, it, it would have like came all the way to like his elbow. Like that's how like short that shirt was on him with his long arms. I just didn't like him. I don't really like him as a as an artist. Like. No, he's not. I, 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 mm. Listen, that song he has, the ooh-ah-ah, ah, that's joint. No, that's, I feel like that's the problem with us. We're just accepting. I thought hip-hop was about who's the best lyricist. He literally said, ooh-ooh-ooh-ooh. Yeah, but it's not. Ooh-ooh-ooh. <laughs> and then we're just like, oh, my God, that's a hit. That's not cool. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we should expect more from our artists. Like, I want more artistry. I feel like we went from striving for something and having something to stand for to now, like, barely even having any lyrics. And it, when you think about it, him not knowing the song lets us know how serious he doesn't take this well yeah even the freshmen on that double xl cover when they did that freestyle on that radio station the one with the purple dress like i just felt like that was just like a, a knife in my heart because i just felt like wow like at the end of the day we're highlighting people that don't even care about the culture well yeah but it's even more so here's the thing if you're chosen if you're chosen to do something that is a tribute to somebody like biggie why wouldn't you do your homework. Right. Think about it. When he went to do sound check, you think it sounded like that? He claims he got nervous. My, I feel like he was nervous. high. I think he was playing Nintendo with season Adderall. Like Who's I that? feel like a drug. Really? I think that's what he was doing. Like I just why feel don't like. You, why don't you do his version of Get Money? You want to sit mo on my living room floor, uh -huh. playing Nintendo with season Alamo. Uh huh. Uh -huh. What else? Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, okay. That was it. That's all that was did. all he yeah. did. And then Kim tried to pick it up, but, like, she wasn't there for him. And at the end of the day, I just feel like, who would you have picked? Like, I could think of so many other people. Like, even... Mayno. Thank Fabulous. you, because he's from Brooklyn. Like, Fab why? Why? But even, okay, maybe they wanted to go with, like, a younger um, um, I demographic. I would have liked to see Bernie Sanders. Good night. He, he, he could have done that. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. That would have been dope if he did that. Like, he came out. Imagine that shit. Chris suggested someone. Who was that? 
Um, Joey, oh, Joey Badass. badass. Yeah. Okay, Chris, our photographer. Yeah, Chris, he thought that Joey Badass would have been... I feel like anyone with a dollar sign in their name, Mace, Joey Badass, ASAP Mob, any of these people would have been like a better mm-hmm. person to choose than Even him. Jada, Little C's. How about Little C's? Right. Why like, not Little C's? Like, I just felt like... I don't know. I like. I love the idea of the tribute, and I thought there were some really great parts. But then there were some moments where I was just like, I wish they would have picked somebody better to do like this tribute. Like even the little Kim tribute. Like I feel like Tiana was the only one that really mattered to me. Like little, listen, little Mama. I I think Little Mama is a great actress, and I do think that she has a lot to offer. But Dej Loaf, like. I wasn't here for her, and I don't think she's a bad artist, and I think she has some really good song. But at the end of the day, like, I just feel like there's so many other females that could have, like, really... Even Lady Luck. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that she's not, like, in the forefront right now, but as a lyricist, or even if you want to, like, pull other people out, I think um, Eve did a great job no, for e- the Missy e- tribute. E- did a, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, but her- other than that, why were they not sing- singing Missy songs? Like Even Tiana. Even Tiana really was, to me, the highlight of the night. And, she was. And I, I, love, I love seeing them in the booth, like, you know, seeing Pepper. Salt just sat her ass down. Because like, she's she, a Christian. She can't yeah. be jumping around. She just and, sat her ass down. But yeah. I love seeing, like, yo, Missy and... and, 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 and and Latifah, yo, they were just going word for word, like, you know, get up in the pool now. Yo, yeah. this shit, like, it, 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 it was dope to see, and it was dope to see even Michelle Obama, like, right. like uh, gave them a shout-out on, on the big screen. It was dope to see all that shit, you know, it's dope to see how far... Uh, hip hop has came, especially and and then you know ending the show with you and you know you and I T Y. Yeah, I think that was really cool. I mean, that was one really question dope. I did have was, I knew Nikki wasn't gonna come because at the end of the day, I can't. Or really Foxy. See. That's who I was wondering. Like, what about Foxy? Like, how come she wasn't one of the people that was being acknowledged? Like, you think Kim was being petty and was like, I'm not sharing Probably. a stage with you this know, bitch, you, or you think they just like overlooked her? This is 2016. You know, people are very emotional these days. God forbid if you say something wrong or if you happen to say like, right tomorrow I could tweet that I don't like red velvet uh, donuts, and somebody will say, How dare you not like red velvet donuts? Well, motherfucker, I'm the one who's eating them. So if I'm gonna say I don't like them, why the fuck do you care? Right. Well, you know how this world is. People complain about bullshit, and people are super sensitive. In 2016, I think we're at an all-time high at emotional status of people right. being sensitive. Internet, uh, go speak to your doctor and get yourself some medicine, boo-boo. Okay? And, uh, <laughs> you know, so you, you won't be as uh, depressed. But I'll be honest with you, it was dope. Um, you know, only thing I will say that the way Tiana handled herself, I feel like they, if, if they ever did, like, a, a movie about Little Kim, she be would be a great person to be uh, chosen for that. And I'm cool with Tiana. Listen, I know Tiana since she was 16. Oh. I know her mother. And Her uh, mother's a, like a, yeah. she's like a maverick in this industry. Yeah, like she, yeah, she doesn't play. And, uh, you know, I know her for a long time, man. And she's seen my, my daughter grow up. And, 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 you know, I know the whole camp. And it's been great to see her grow. Right. And I, the thing I love about her is that I think all these years everybody was like kind of like, what does she actually do? Right. And one thing that I think you could say in 2016 is that, like, no matter what she does, because I think she does a lot of everything, she's talented. And that's all someone should know. Like, if right. someone's talented and they know how to, you know, be a chameleon. You know, she's a crazy dancer. She's her a great body, rapper. Her body is crazy. She had a great cadence. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what I mean? Like, she's like one of, like, she's like a, a true New York girl. Mm-hmm. So she can, Harlem. Yeah. Cheer. And then she could sing. Yeah, most she's definitely. She's a triple threat. And, and, and that last album she did. You know, it was real dope. That that was like seven, I think it was called. Um, you know, people fucked with it and it did well. Drink some water. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking water. Okay, I'm drinking sangria too. No, no, no. What I told you about that, you gotta make sure because I'm doing this for 
your betterment and because I know Loki Nat wants you to drink more water. Like, well, I'll be honest with you. She took out a, a, a life insurance. She upped my life insurance. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck you like? You, you know? I'm like, are you listening to the show that you upped my life insurance? She went to like 250000 I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, you went up there. That's, only, that's all I'm worth. So, you know. I'm like, yo, honestly, you know, if you up yours, then maybe, you know, I get rid of your ass and I'll collect I'm about that to money. say, we about to clip him. But um, mm-hmm. I do want your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. So my daughter's seven and she has a friend who, of course, there's, she's also seven, but her friend has a training bra. Yo. At seven? Seven. I mean, I got my first bra when I was seven, but I had like protrusion like i needed yeah. this like, i mean i'm looking i'm not like double D's i was now, thick so I like and imagine. i was a chubby girl so it was just like my daughter's slender yeah, but maybe like, it wasn't she breast hmm? you were chubby maybe it wasn't breast whether maybe it was breast or not it was a protrusion and it, it needed to be like hip? trained okay i slapped you okay. so the thing is now that's because her friend has one she's like mom like i need a training bra and i'm like girl you don't so i mean i'm not i was i just wasn't ready so do you think like Seven is too like when? How did you deal with getting your daughter her training bras and all of these milestones? Her first period, like her, her first period, um, was at my mother's house, and that was kind of weird. And um, you know, as a father, I thank God I had. I'll be honest with you, I owe so much um, thanks and mm-hmm. gratitude to um, to my uh, my family, my sister in particular, my mother. Um, I'll be honest with you, sometimes when I talk about being a single dad or all these years and then all the stuff I talk about, if I don't ever say it, the, my family is my backbone. Right. And what I mean by that is when that happened, I specifically remember my sister bringing her upstairs, talking to her, and then I came up afterwards. Because you know there's a father, sometimes he's got to know his role. You try and you do the most you could do, but at the end of the day, too... I'm learning you have to let her be a lady and you have to let her grow and then also talk to other ladies. Right. Like, like you know, women in her life that are, you know. And so, you know, I honestly think seven is way too young for right. a, a training bar. Not, she, I think she, we waited till like 10. But And then again, you know, whatever's in this food, people are different. I'm seeing my daughter's sweet 16. I mean, they had girls there. I thought they were 30. You know? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Yo, so this guy ran down on me, sidebar. Holy shit. Ran down on me. He scared the hell out of me right on 40th and 8th. I got nervous. I was like, I jumped. And he was just like, do you have a boyfriend? And I lied and said yes because I didn't want to be talked to. And he was just like, you're so beautiful. (laughs) How old are you? And I was just like 30. And he was like 20. He was 20. And he thought I was 20. So shout out to me. And I just felt like dropping that because... At the end of the day, I'm still getting carded. People think I'm young. So if they was at her party looking 30, I should have been hanging out with them. You think so? Mm-hmm. So do you think I should have a... <laughs> back to it. Do you think I should have a conversation of some sort with my daughter? Or do you think I should just leave it alone? I would say that you tell her, listen, boo-boo. You say, you're seven years old. Right. Let's go get some Italian ices. You don't need a fucking training bar. Okay? Yeah. And she says, but mommy, uh, everyone has a training bar. You say, listen. You want me to take away your toys? And she'll say, okay. And that's it. Leave it at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it just threw me all the way off because I just feel like I just want her to be a baby and I just want her to always remain innocent as long as possible. And I was just like, and that's why? not going to happen. Why she got a bra on? That's, that's like, the why scariest she thing. about bras? I wasn't when, ready. When, they, when, when your kids lose their innocence, I think that's when you really realize, like, you know. How old was your daughter when she lost? Or when did you realize I would say that her innocence was like I would say starting to like? Everything happened at ten years old. When that when when she got that bra, 
Yeah, just a bra, just like, you know, the the the, the, the attitude a little bit, you yeah. know. But, you know, it's a, hey, listen, it ain't easy being a parent. At all. You know, uh, you know, whether you are a couple parent or a co-parent or a single parent, it's not easy. So, listen, shout out, as always, as we do, we try to pay a lot of, uh, you know, love um, to um, parents and around the world. And, you know, just just understand that, you know, presence over presence means that, you know, you being in your kid's life means everything to them. So, you know, I think that's the most important thing. So just be there and talk to her, and I think she'll get it, you know? Yeah. And if she don't get it, then just, I, I don't know. You're going to have to, you're going to have to do something, you know? I just, I don't know. I've been trying to, like, keep her in a bubble. i just been, she doesn't really watch TV like that. We don't really, like, you know, do too many things that aren't, like, child-friendly. I just want to, like, even when I'm having conversations and when she gets in my mouth, like, I'm just, like, immediately, I don't, like, interact with her like that. I'm just, like, mind your business, stay in the child's place, because that's how I grew up. And I do see, like, some of her other friends' mothers allowing their children to, like, you know, interject and jump into, like, grown folks' conversations because they think it's cute. But, like, I'm just not that, that lady. And, like, sometimes people get it confused because I can be, like, crazy and loud and fun. But when it comes to, like, my parenting... I am fun, but I'm also strict. Like, I'm just not the one for the BS because I don't want her to be coming up, like, the wrong ways. It's a crazy universe that we live in, especially for young black women, black men, just black people in general. It's just really hard for us right now. So I'm just trying my best to, you know, it's just, like, show her the way and give her something great to, like, you know, aspire to. You want to be inspiration. Yeah. You know, but if she knew uh, that you were changing your hair color uh, every uh, week— She'd probably say, Mommy, who's that? First of all, she knows me. Okay. So, but the crazy thing is, it's crazy that you even said that. So the other day, her, one of her people in the daycare, and her, sorry, her summer camp, they had like platinum, she's, she's a white woman, so she had like platinum straight hair. So Brielle's like, Mommy, I want my hair like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me too. Like, that's why I want to get both of us a wig. Oh, but man. it just made me revert back to when it was just like, you know, like how... There's, like, so many, like, stigmas attached to, like, black people and black women sometimes don't, like, you know, accept the things that we have, like our coarse hair or dark skin or our bigger lips. So I I am going to reduce the wiggage and the weavage and show more of my natural hair. Really? Yeah. You're going to come in here with a fucking Caesar? I might. Okay. I might. First of all, I'm beautiful, so I can do anything. So... And I did that already before. I was Amber Rose when she was still a little rose. I want you to come in here like, with the, with the half that. moon, the half moon part. That's what I want you to come in here with. What's yeah. that? Oh, the, is that like the Cassie? crescent? Like the what's that called, Chris? Turn his mic off. He talking crazy. He talking about the goddamn 1970 little scoop, little scoop. Nah, man, the little Nas joint, man. <laughs> I should just do a Gumby. <laughs> you should do a Gumby. Shout out to my man Jay Slayer. I seen him on uh, the Instagram. He put a picture of Throwback Thursday. Homeboy had the only Gumby. Yo, shout out to anybody who wore Gumbies back in the day. Shout out to anybody who wore overalls back in the day. And shout out to you if you're wearing a Gumby or overalls now and you're pulling them out. Because there's nothing like a little classic moment to, like, you know, show the people that you know what you're doing. Because I have some overalls. Really? Yeah. But I bought some the other day, you gotta too. You got to come out with the beeper in the pocket in the front and turn it around. That's how, that's how you're going to rock the overalls official. But you know what? Let's take a break. Uh, we're going to come back. We've got a special guest that's going to join us when we come back. Uh, one and only uh, man, our friend, Just Blaze, will be in the building. Ow. And you know what? We'll go over a bunch of shit. Not only will we just go through you know, stories with Just and you know, just his career and just life and shit we're talking, but I definitely want to uh, touch on uh, Black Lives Matter. 
Um, of course. Most importantly, I want to touch on what happened in Baton Rouge and, and, and Minnesota um, and the tragedies that, you know, happened last week. So, Internet, you listen to the Premium Pete Show featuring Miss Listen Knows. Uh, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. Ow. Yo, this is DJ Cool V, and I'm checking out my man Premium Pete and Miss Lissa Knows on the Premium Pete Show. And wherever I'm at, man, I just try to check it out as much as possible, man. You check it out, too. Ladies and gentlemen, internets, listeners, my name is Just Blaze. I have finally arrived to the Premium Pete Show. Yes, he has. Um, I, got, I was here late. I was held up in traffic. It was beyond my uh, control. Stop but lying. I hear, dude, what? what? You, you, listen, with your car, you're able to press the button like uh, Inspector Gadget bum, bum, and, bum, bum, and, bum. And, and fucking put in a briefcase Woo-hoo. and keep it moving. I'll get you next time, Gadget. <laughs> 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 Yo, honestly, where is Penny right now? You know Penny that used to? I'm sure she was older now. I mean, Penny's. Penny was our age back then. Yeah, so she's old. Penny's now. Penny probably had two divorces, alcoholic. Yeah. I could see and her. And now she brain, got a black baby daddy. Brain passed away. The dog passed brain, away. Yeah. Brain. And, 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 you know, Brain always used to solve all the cases. Yep, yep. And, you know, and Penny was kind of just walking him through that, and Inspector Gadget took all the credit. It's kind of foul. Uh, one thing I love about Inspector Gadget, he had all the gadgets. He did. Like, even, like, the way his uh, coat dried. He was before Marty McFly, I think. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I never watched that... Uh, was it Matthew Broderick that played uh, Inspector Gadget? Uh, mm-hmm. I think so. I never actually watched the movie, but I read the description. It was kind of morbid. Apparently, he had, he was a police officer. Something had happened to him. He was he was going to die in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's so what they did was they supplemented him with all these electronics. They basically made him like a cyborg to save his life. And that's why he had all the gadgets and the extendable arms. Because they were like, you're going to die, so let's just experiment on you. Mm. And, uh, which is kind of a deep premise for a kid's movie. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Like, just let him be Inspector Gadget and, and not exactly. have to explain that because it's not, a movie not, and it's just Not kids, everything needs like, a backstory. Yeah. You know, like, some, like you take certain horror movies like Jason or Freddy or whatever. Like, they don't need that necessarily to have backstory. I don't watch scary movies. Oh, you one of those? Yeah. I, I Listen, Nightmare on Elm Street, I remember when it just came out. And I remember watching it. I thought that shit was so fucking real. Like, I literally was afraid to go to sleep. Can I tell you? Um, my, shout out to Anjani. We all know Anjani. Uh-huh. Um, I spent the night at her house. I stayed at her house for the, the summer that um, Nightmare on Elm Street came out on video cassette. Mm. So I wanted to go to the video store and rent it. She's like, you don't need to rent it. I got it. I'm like, you, ain't got, <laughs> you ain't got it. Like, but she was that cool auntie that had right. that that had she got the hookup. She yeah. the plug. Sure, yeah, she she had those kind of things. Like, you want to listen to a Richard Pryor album or any Ernie Murphy album? She had it. You wanted to watch a movie you shouldn't have really been watching when you was ten years old. She, she had got it. it. Yeah. So she, sure enough, she had Nightmare on Elm Street on videotape, and uh, I remember uh, she she had her basement furnished into like a, a guest room mm. uh, or a guest suite, I should say, and she let me watch it, and it was just me. By myself, I think one of my one of my homies that used to live in her neighborhood, Marty, came by, and it was late. So by the time it was finished, it was around midnight. That movie finished. I kid you not, I was scared to sleep in the same room with the videotape. <laughs> I thought Freddie was gonna come out the tape while right. I was sleeping. That motherfucker me. was in the boiler room. Yeah, and and, and I, I'll also say this, and I, I don't think I've ever actually said this publicly. I am not afraid of the dark like that, but. Even as a grown man in his late 30s, I will still sometimes, when all lights are off, 
look to my right and expect to see Freddie sitting in my doorway. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making a no, 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 no. I, 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 can I expect see that. to see Freddie in his in, in in my doorway of my bedroom, flicking his his fingers and running them down the uh, down the wall. Right. Yeah, and then I, I had to turn some kind of light on for a little bit. Yeah, that's I. That's why I don't do scary movies because right. I, I'm a visionary, and when I watch some certain things, like I d- just can't get it out of my mind. You're a visual person. You mean a visual? Per- you're a visual person. Yeah. Right, got you. What do you mean when you watch certain things? When I watch like, like scary. So you watch porn. What happens when you watch porn? I take care when I flog. You know, get, start milling. Is that what it's called? Flogging. <laughs> Not Millie Rock. You know. Yo, you, you Millie Rock on any on any uh, block? On any side of this. Box. Oh, mercy. I merely rock on any box. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just meet Miss Miss. We oh. met via telephone when he was telling yes. me about them Snoopy boxers and... Wait, Yo, what? remember she thought it was Snoop Dogg boxes? Wait, what? No, wait, wait. First of all, thank you. Thank you, my brother, for uh, uh, blessing us with the inaugural episode. It's funny because I, I was talking to Bun, and he was like, damn, I want it to be the inaugural episode. Oh, that's right, cause he, but he was tied up with something. Yeah, he was in yeah. Gumball. And I'm saying he was in Gumball, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I was like... Yo. He was in the Gumball with the Lambo that they uh, dressed up. Or they, 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 it, was a, it was a Lambo that they converted into a Batmobile. It's like a yeah, real-life yeah, Batmobile. That was sick. That was hard. Yeah. I want to buy that from that. Oh, so you should join Gumball. I could now, officially, I guess. I mean, it's. I think it's something right up your alley. Hey, yo. Um, <laughs> pause. True, true. But actually, before we even Gun get balls into... balls up my alley? Be, <laughs> before we even get to any of that, you said, as you, you said you came with... You have a, as you always come with a story. Right. What the fuck were you talking about? Oh, we were talking about the, the incident from last week. The, uh, I mean, I mean, last week in general, I think just culturally. Yeah. It's just insane. Well, um, I mean, what, you know... Let's get into that in the sense of, um, you know, I mean, with Baton Rouge and, and, and you know, in Minnesota, you know. And uh, Dallas. And, you know, and Dallas, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I never honestly, personally, from my perspective, I never, I never thought that I would see, like, someone really die on Twitter. Right. Like, I never, like, you know, keep in mind. We're logging into Facebook and all of a sudden you're just watching somebody die. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, like, like. And, you know, I just, I mean, there's so many questions that I have had and, and so many things that I think of, like, even just, like, like for instance, you know, with the guy, uh, um, you know, uh, who they shot um, in, in, in the car, what's his name, Philando? Philandro. Philandro Castile? Yeah. You know, like, that cop, he never, like, in my mind, like... He never called... He never called for backup. He never, like... Called for assistance, how do you medical there? assistance. Nah, but, like... But you know what? Yeah, because... You could tell from his tone of voice, he was freaked out. He knew he messed up. He, yeah. He, he was he, he was terrified. Yeah, he knew he messed up. He started making excuses like, I told him yeah. to put like, and it was he like, was no, in, you asked for his ID. Yeah, he was in fight or flight mode. And uh, you can hear it in his voice. Uh, not just, he at that point, he knows he's on camera and he's still freaking. He's still, he's frozen and he's still pointing the gun. Yeah, it was like, to me, it reminded me of like uh, Tackleberry from yeah, fucking Police from Academy. Police Academy, yeah. He was fucking like, he was a hot wire. Yeah. And it's, uh, Ultimately, to me, the one of the craziest things about this that nobody's really talking about is that the, traje- the uh, trajectory of that bullet, had it not gone, I mean, had it not stopped in his, Flandro's body, would have went through and went into the girl. The his daughter. That, that, the that's, that's, that's the craziest thing to think yeah. of. Like, the cop could have easily killed him and an innocent girl. I mean, innocent man and an innocent girl. Right. And what's crazier now, I don't know if you guys have seen within the last two days... They've released the audio of um, the police radio conversation 
where the, that officer actually drove past the car and said, oh, I think I see a robbery suspect. They're like, well, what makes you think that he's the suspect? Well, I saw the, uh, I forget the exact wording, but basically. Yeah, big lips. They know, big nostrils. Oh. Yeah, so I they, did hear that, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, wait, so you basically pulled this guy over on suspicion because he had big nostrils? I told that, you that they was don't your like that bell pepper nose. Yeah, that, that was your correlation? And you stopped him for a, a broken taillight? I would rather you just tell me what you pulled me over for. Like, tell me, yo, you match the description, we want to check you out. Right. Instead, I mean, you... Yeah, nah, there's so many things that, like, I think that could have been done. Even when you think of, like, Alton Sterling. Yeah. You know, you think about, like, yo, everyone says this, but it's just it's just, it's just, just crazy to me. Like, why wouldn't a cop just shoot somebody in the leg if they had to? Why well, yeah, that's, what I, that, that's always been my question. Like, when you have these incidents, or this is when you're, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment. Because as, as people in general, even though we're not police... We've been in the heat of the moment and made and had to make you know crucial decisions mm-hmm. for what, for, about anything. Right. Rarely are they life or death, but you know. But my thing is, why not shoot the disabled? Shoot him in the leg. Shoot him in the arm. You know, uh, anywhere but the but the uh, the torso. Even mace him. Right. No? Like, but then you also have situations where, like, you see, like, I just saw a video the other uh, today, actually earlier today when I first got up, of um, an officer who. Could you say, well, what about tasing them? But then I saw a, a, a tape today where an officer tased a teenager to the point where they went and had a seizure, then a cardiac yeah, arrest, sure, died, oh, and then died. So it's like, like tasers are not non-lethal. You, you, you don't know who you're tasing. Everybody's body, everybody's body reacts differently. Tasers can be lethal in the wrong situation. So ultimately, what it really comes down to is, um, I feel like, for me personally, officers. Um, that dude who, the dude who, especially the guy who killed Falandra, he had no business being a police officer in the first place. Right. Yeah. If you can't handle the pressure that comes along with making life, this, like life or death decisions, that could be not just somebody else's life or death, but even your life or death. If you can't handle that pressure, there's no need for you to be a police officer. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like when they do the screening, I don't know this. I only know two. I have personally two friends who are like family who are police officers, but they're um, detectives. Uh-huh. Um, they're not like, they don't walk beats. They don't drive around in squad cars. I haven't really actually sat and had a conversation with them about their feelings, you know, about what's happening. But but overall, I've, um, I don't know that they don't do psychological profiling on potential, you know, cops when they're in the academy. I would imagine they do. But... I feel like whatever kind of profiling they are doing is not enough, because there's just too many too many of these situations, yeah. um, and I feel like they should probably be profiled on a regular basis, even after you become a cop. You know, like you might need to see a, they, you might need to see the staff shrink by regulation. Yeah. Every two weeks or every month, maybe. Yeah, right? I mean, it's almost like even like old old people. When you get to a certain age, I think you need to be retested for driving. Oh yeah, well, I, well that I think after uh, after a certain age, you uh, I think I don't know what the age is, but there was a mandatory thing with driving. Well, I see things. people in Jersey, man. They got them fucking HBO glasses on. They just pull right, right out of them in the fucking street, right. you know. And and I worry about them. But you know, the one thing I do like that we're seeing is that I feel like more people are being more vocal. More than ever, like, right. like, like, even cops, like cops. Oh, well, even like last night, like on the ESPYS, they had uh, uh, LeBron and, and Melo and, and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade right. talk about it. <clears throat> and we've been wanting, you know, our, our, our big sports figures to talk about it because they're right. very influential. Well, just, even, I think just our we want our major uh, 
personalities and figures or celebrities in general mm-hmm. because they hold so much sway right. and, and over public opinion. Uh, whether it's warranted or not, they do. And uh, so many of them are scared to say certain things because it can, it can affect your bottom line, which, which is your dollar sign. Mm-hmm. You know, you say the wrong thing, speak out about the wrong group. Um, or the wrong situation. Or, yeah, or the wrong can, yeah, nationality it, that owns that. Right, it can yeah. end up hurting your business. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and at the end of the day, entertainment, you know, the entertainment industry is it's a, it's a business. So I, uh, whenever I do finally see somebody who can't take it anymore and, uh, and um, actually speak some of it, like people think that it's an easy thing for a celebrity to get on Twitter or on Facebook or on video just make these comments. A lot of us as people, and I, I'm not comparing myself, putting myself on the same level as LeBron or D-Wade because I'm not. But just as people who are public figures in general, a lot of times we are taught to not comment on those things. Right. We're trained to not comment on those things because it can affect us one way or another. Right, you can lose endorsements. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, um, speaking of which, what do you Williams deserve to lose? All they the trying to petition for her to lose her show. She should. And I think... Well, no, 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 I think I'm not going to say she should lose her show, but there has, like... There needs to be some kind of repercussions for the things that she said. But my thing is, like, did you think that that was just going to fly? I feel like she's, like, a puppet at this point where she's just saying... I don't follow her enough to have an opinion, so I don't, I don't She know. just says says things to still get a rise out of people. Because right. at the end of the day, she always says that she doesn't really care about the celebrities. She's, like, touching the people. So in order for her to maintain relevancy, she is known for saying these, like, outlandish things. But and, that was you know, a very irresponsible it thing definitely to was. to the it people. It definitely was. Because I know people who are, like, you know, older folks who, like... I was watching the Wendy Williams show and blah, 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 blah. Like they take it seriously. Right. So for you to, something that you may put out there flippantly, just without even really thinking, mm-hmm. could actually influence or sway somebody's opinion of you or of themselves or of somebody else. Like right. You never know what somebody's going through. So to put something like that out there, it was it was super irresponsible. Um you know, like I, I, I spoke, I spoke out of turn. I'm not gonna say that she should lose her show, but she, there should be some kind of, of penalty. I'm not gonna say what that penalty is. Right. Ultimately, I think the penalty's already there. You've already been, they've already made an ass of you, and and uh, you know, the general consensus, the general, the people have made an ass of you. Right. That's kind of punishment right there. Because even though she might act like she doesn't see it, she's. You're looking at Twitter. No, she's got to be treated yeah. like sports. Like I was saying before, Rich Homie Quan, he's got to get suspended for this. Like he's got to go on like the sixty <laughs> day suspension list, and 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 Wendy's got to go on that too. Maybe a ninety day suspension. You know, suspension from what though? Like they're not going to take her off the air for that. No, I don't mean. I'm, I just think I I'm, think I'm, culturally. I'm yeah, I, I hear you. Right? I, I don't know the point. Like ultimately, I always say we need a board. Yeah. A union. Remember, yeah, we spoke union. about this yeah. the last mm-hmm. time. When you was in the Snoopy boxers. No, no, oh no, that wasn't Snoopy. They were. No, they were Snoopy. They were Snoopy. She thought that at, at first it was almost translated that you were wearing Snoop Dogg boxes. Because you were making a song for Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, I, I was had writing a, a song in my boxes. Yeah, I just had a moment where it was just hey, like you. a brain fart. Like, I didn't think he had on Snoop Dogg boxers. It was just like well, you a, a I, but I thought they were. They, I thought they were, they were polo bear boxers. I don't know. what. Talk to us about them. Were they cotton or silk? I don't silk boxers. You say you like silk boxers? I said I don't wear silk boxers. Oh. That's very... Um, 
It's very Big Daddy Kane in ninety. But you got that curl going. I can just see you just walking through with your silk boxes, the matching like robe. robe. Yes, and a big Cuban about to make beats and beat on something lovely. What the fuck is going on? Wait, so I'm gonna like have a cigar, make it beat and beat. uh, beat, uh, the bo- beat the beat the beat beat the beat box. Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no. Yo, listen. Just blazing these bitches. As we're talking about the, you know, everything that happened last week. Yes, sir. Um, also, something happened to you, yeah. where I mean, I'll let you explain. But from what I seen, I was on Twitter, and then you, I seen you put out a. I'm getting pulled over, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And it's funny because I seen someone on the internet like, "Oh, we better not lose just plays." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, like you know." And then you threw out the periscope, and then what happened was we got pulled over. I mean, I'll let you tell it, but yeah. you got pulled over, and I remember hearing the, the cop saying, "Like, is everything legit with the car?" Yeah. So, so long story short, um, and it goes back actually to the day before that. Um, you know, I think what was it? First, we had the all the struggle shooting. Mm-hmm. From and the night after, right? Mm-hmm. So. The next day, uh, I was getting in the car. Um, I actually had to run out to uh, to a spot that somebody considered the hood. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was late at night. It was about a, about midnight. Um, I wasn't going there to hang out. I had something I had to handle. So I had a thought, and it, this is not the first time that I've had this thought. But every, sometimes when I when I'm heading out the house. And it's not necessarily dictated by where I'm going, but sometimes I just have this thought, like, you'll keep your uh, keep your wallet out. Right. In case you need to access it quickly for whatever reason, whether you got to go through the parking garage and wave your uh, your pass, you know, through the swipe, or if you get pulled over by a cop, you need to show your ID. You don't want to be fishing around in your pockets for your ID. You want to be able to just produce it quickly. Right. So and, I had and, and, you and you just tape it to the windshield. Yeah. Right. So I, I, so I had the thought. Um, Richard Pryor actually had a skit about this, um, uh, and I talked about it in the, in the second Periscope video. Uh, the his whole thing of uh, what was the skit? Oh, white people dealing with police versus black people dealing with police, uh-huh. and how a lot of times white folks get pulled over and they're like, "Hello, officer," and you know it's your local neighborhood cop, and you guys know each other by your first names and whatever, whatever. Whereas a lot of times with a black person, he's like, officer, I am reaching into my pocket to take out my license because you're asking me for it. I don't want to be an accident. Right. You know, um, and it's, it's a hilarious routine, but it's rooted in, a, in real life, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that thought uh, crossed my mind or that, that routine crossed my mind when I was getting in the car. So I said, you know, what? let me just put my wallet right here. So I do what I, I Go where I gotta go, handle what I gotta handle. No incidents, no problems. But then I got home and read the news about Philandro um, Steele that night, and I'm like, or later on that night, and I'm like, how crazy is that that I just had that thought? And what homie actually got shot for mm-hmm. was him going into his pocket looking for. Sure, doing what the officer asked him to. Right, but it was just that same thought of, you know, had he had his wallet easily accessible or his or his license easily accessible. He might still be alive, you know, and uh, granted, he shouldn't have to. He's doing what the officer asked him to do. But it was just the irony of that happening. So I tweeted a bunch about it that night. Next day, I'm um, I'm doing a bunch of uh, construction at, uh, at the house. So um, I was going to, I had to go to the bank to get a, a cashier's check uh-huh. for one of my contractors. And uh, I went out to the car, and the car happened to be parked under a tree. 
And uh, some birds just had a field day with the car. You know, they ate a lot of berries that day. I don't know what, but, you know, they made they made a mess of the Batmobile. So I'm like, <laughs> no bird shit. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go. Uh, I, I rattled it out in my mind. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to, I'm not going to do a full-on car wash. I'm just get this washed, mm-hmm. go to the bank, get the check, swoop right back around, and uh, go see my uh, contractor pay him. Mm-hmm. My regular car wash uh, is closed for whatever reason. So I'm like, all right. So I go to another one. And long story short, I mean, anybody who wants to see the full story, you can go watch the Periscope video. But um, long story short, when I get to the car wash, I get pulled over. And um, the first question out of the officer's mouth was, is your car legit? Well, first it was, hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm fine. Is your car legit? And I'm like, what? Are you asking me if I have, like, a fake car? <laughs> Fugazi? It's like a kit car. Like, are you asking me if I have a kit car? Is this a Hot Wheels? Yeah, like, what are you... I'm I'm really not sure what he's asking me at first. And eventually, I basically realized that he's asking me if there's, like, any funny business with my car. Sure. I've, I've had the car for a couple of months now. I've actually had dealings with the police in this car. Um... And yeah. it's and it's a, it's a Lamborghini, right? Yeah, I don't even talk about like I don't. Even, I've never once been on Twitter and said I drive a Lamborghini. But no, like, I keep it like I'm very low key with it. Like I know it's, I know it's kind of hard to or it's kind of an oxymoron to use Lamborghini and low key in the same sentence. True. <laughs> but even though I have one, you've never I've never posted a picture of it. Right. I'm not out front with it. Like I don't whip it around the neighborhood, blasting music and doing donuts. Like I'm super low key with it. No, of course. And I will say I want to tell you something that's even funny about this. Um. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter, and even people have said to me, like, oh, Just Blaze got a Lamborghini? Yeah, he got it. He's making money. And I'm like, yo, you're just thinking that now because he bought a Lamborghini? Right. Isn't it funny how it people, how like, think about changes. it. How much is a Lamborghini, honestly? Depend, depending on what you get. 200000 Anyway, I would say anywhere from two thirty to two thirty and up. Okay. So what I'm saying is you buy a $230,000 car. Right. People don't know you've been working so mad, like doing so much stuff for years. Right. Probably made that last year, just say. Right. Or people make that in business, right? right. Yeah, I, all I, of a sudden, I, they think I, that you. You understand? I made that over the past few weeks. I, okay, it's there okay we go. though. But it's, it's but it, my point is, your point is right. Like I've never really been flashy with it. Never. I've always I've always made money. I had some years that are better than others, but I've never lived a flashy lifestyle. This is the first time that I really went and got something that. You just recently got your driver's license. Yeah, like I never had, I never had a license. I never had a reason to really. I had one car, mm-hmm. you know, um, and or a truck that I bought years ago, mm-hmm. and I've always had dri- drivers that drove it. Like, I, I've had the same car since two thousand and two. It wasn't until two thousand and fourteen that I said, "All right, let me get a couple of nice cars." Tesla, you, know, you love the Tesla. Tesla, yeah, that, 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 that's my baby. What? Did, so, who, I don't know who the fuck told me. Somebody told me that you left the Tesla at a dealer for a long time. Who the fuck? I never knew that. Did you? Oh well, no, because when I first got it, I didn't have. I got it before I before my house deal was finalized. Okay. So I just left it at the dealer until it was time to. How <laughs> long was that? Oh, uh, two months. Okay. I was no, impressed. I just you know I'm like I'm not gonna have. I don't want the car just to have it. Did they call you? A couple times. <laughs> but it's like you know, I'll get it when I get it. Yeah. You know, and then and when the house was ready, boom! All right, let's go get the car. But back to the whole story. Yeah, exactly. My, I don't want to go. My, up my issue with the whole uh, with the police officer again. If you don't, if you want the full story, just go to, go to my Periscope and see it. Um, my issue wasn't the fact that I was pulled over, even because as a police officer, if you suspect something, your job is to check it out. Right. 
whether I'm a black guy, a white guy, a Spanish guy, whatever I am, your job is to check it out. My issue was the fact that I was approached as if I was a potential criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or potential, or likely potential. Like, Most definitely. Likely, yeah, like, because it wasn't, like, first question is, is the car legit? I'm confused. He says, he asked me again. I'm like, I don't really understand what you mean. Like, I, I bought it. But did you buy it legitimately? <laughs> and I'm like, are you, so you asked me if I'm running credit card scams? What is this, 96? So, like, um, you know, eventually it was established that the car was legit, whatever that means. Unbeknownst to the cop. Right. But it's just like, you could have you easily found out on your own if my car was legit by doing like every other cop who pulls somebody over and says, license and registration, please. Right. Do you know why I pulled you over? Because the whole point of asking for my license and registration is to go back to the computer in your car and find out if my car is actually legit. Quote, unquote, legit. Right. right. You could have found out by that. Instead, we want to we play this whole game where you go have me drive off to a side street so you can go run my, uh, run my paperwork. And my thing is, is like, you want me to drive over to a side street? We're on a public Right. Like, why do this? Everything. Why do I need to go to a side street? You know, like, and then the whole thing was when he felt the need to say, well, you know what? If your car is not legit, if I find any problems with you or with this car, then I have to impound the car. I have to tow it. I have to take you in. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. He went through all of that? Before he even got my paperwork. Yeah, but why even waste the time to even tell you all that? Why not, why not just go check it? It, it makes no, bro. <sighs> and my thing is, the thing is, I live in an area where when people have. Money. That's, I'm, I'm not. It's not like I live in Alpine or something crazy, but it's just. <laughs> and, and there's levels to it. Like there are. You're talking about some people. I'm not going to know who listening. You're talking about Jersey, right? Yeah, where, where okay. I live in Jersey, there. It's like, it's. You know, it's, it's kind of like Manhattan, where you, even to be, you can be broke in Manhattan but be rich in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Wyoming, you know, with the same amount of money. It's kind of the same thing. Like where I live at, it's not. Like I said, it's not Alpine or anything like that, or Upper Saddle River, but. But it's not orange. Right. So, so, um, and I, where I was at was right out, literally right outside of my neighborhood. So my thing is like being that we're right next to a city of people that have a little something like there's, there's other Lamborghinis and McLarens in my neighborhood. Yeah, but it's probably driving by Todd. Yeah, no, it is. Or by Brad, uh-huh. which Connor. As far as I know, I'm the only person of color in my neighborhood that has something like that or yeah. my immediate. So know, right there, that's an alarm to them. Right. So, but my thing is. Even if you pull over any other white guys in the neighborhood that have something like that, my, I could be wrong, but my, my my main issue is I highly doubt that you would pull them over and ask them if their car is legit. You would pull them over and tell them, "Yo, you were speeding, right?" Or your license, or your 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 uh, I read your license plate and something's expired, or your registration is bad, or whatever. You wouldn't really pull me over and just or pull them over and ask, "Is your car legit?" And then his excuse was, "Oh, well, I pulled you actually actually I pulled you over." Be, because uh, you don't have a front license plate. Mm. You pulled me over from behind. You want to get eyes in the front? Yeah. Like, and I, and I was pulled over when you started flashing your lights at me. So I say that to say I was watching the traffic that was coming back this way, like on the right. other side. So I would have seen. If you would have been coming this direction. And then, and then made a U-turn to pull me. Like, now, maybe that happened and I just missed it. However, I never saw you... In, until you were behind me, and I was stopped and pulled over on the side of the street. So I feel like I would have seen a white sheriff's SUV. Anyway, point is, I got, you know, he let me go. And then the funny thing is, is 
right after that happened, I go get the, get the car wash. Mm-hmm. Four more police drove by in the interim of when I was, uh, when I was sitting at the uh, car wash, letting them vacuum and whatnot until the time I left. Four more. Not one of them asked me about the, li- the front license plate. I'm thinking that something's going to happen because, like, two police officers pull up. I'm like, oh, here we go again. They're like, dude, awesome car. Yeah. <laughs> it's... They saw that I didn't have a front license plate. They didn't care. They kept moving. Another set of police officers rolled by. They rolled their window down. I'm like, oh, God. They give me the thumbs up. They keep it moving. Like, no problems at all. And you, they're looking at the front of my car. And also, that said, none of the officers in my actual direct neighborhood have ever asked me anything about my front license plate. Because legally, all they can do is give you a $50 fine. Sure. So, yeah, it gets better. So, the next night. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm in the uh, the Tesla. Okay. And um, something was, uh, the navigation system was acting weird. So I uh, came out of the tunnel, pulled over just to uh, check the navigation and uh, reset the computer. So I'm pulled over, reset the computer, navigation is looking good. So... In a situation like that, I, have, I do a triple check. I do my regular side view, you know, side mirror uh-huh. check. Um, I do a shoulder check myself. And I check my rear camera. The rear the rear camera has the widest view on the Tesla. Uh-huh. You get, like, damn near a 180-degree view. So I can see everything. There's nobody there, so I pull out. All of a sudden, two seconds later, there's a car next to me. He's blowing his horn for three blocks at me. Wow. And I'm like, the hell is this guy's problem? So I, he goes one way, I go another way. And as I'm driving my way, I started thinking about it. I'm like, why was this dude blowing his horn at me for three blocks? You know what? I'm going to find that dude. And I know my neighborhood pretty well. So I know just doing the direction that he was going, he only has two options as to where he could end up within the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. When you know, you know, you know your neighborhood, like wherever you live. Eventually, sure. you start to know. All right, if you're going down this street, you're probably going to be making a left here or right there because you don't really have that many options, and you have lights that you're going to have to wait for. So I kind of did some quick detective work in my head. And I'm like, I now know that. I'm like, I know where he's at, given the amount of time that it passed. Sure enough, do my you know my route, pull up right next to him, and I'm like, Yo, what is your problem? Really. He's like, you cut me off. I'm like, I cut you off. I said, bro, I checked my rear view mirror. I mean, I checked my side view mirror. I shoulder checked. And I had and I had a camera out that would show me everything that's behind me. You were nowhere to be seen when I pulled out. So if, I, if you feel that I cut you off, that means that from the time that I d- did my last check to the time I pulled off, you ended up behind me. That means you were not doing this. You had to be doing at least 60 miles an hour. If not faster, mm-hmm. how fast were you going that I cut you off? Man, you patrolling the neighborhood. Right. Now. <laughs> he, I was like, how, I'm like, how fast were you going? He's like, doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, how fast were you going? Now I start yelling at him. <laughs> he's like, the speed limit. And he gets real quiet. He's like, fuck you, people. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, what? What was he? White yeah. dude? Well, the white dude. I'm like, let's do it. So he pulls off. I'm like, let's do it, bro. I got a Tesla. I can outrun any car or keep up with any car. Really? Wait, you think the Tesla was that good? It's that it's the it's 
the Tesla will beat a Lamborghini in a short in a short or, or any like sports car. Really? In a short in a short uh, run, what is that? Like the mile run, or whatever. It'll, it'll win every time. Yeah, but the Tesla has like all these like membership rules. See, somebody like me, it's like too membership much fucking rules information. What do you mean? You gotta like sign up for fucking shit. What do you mean, no. Eponini? You know, <laughs> you gotta sign up. No. It's like a certain membership has privileges. Don't you sign up with that shit? No, you go to you go to the deal. You buy the car. You, you leave. talking about Kia? You in a different tax bracket? Don't worry about them. Kia. Yeah, you know. I never bought no Kia, but no, I you get a, a uh, you get a Tesla in ludicrous mode. You're hitting zero to sixty in like two point four seconds. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, like, when you get a bit of Google, like, Lamb- or Tesla versus Ferrari or anything like that, you'll see the short distances. The Tesla wins every time. So go ahead, you fly out. With so them. I fly out, and I'm like, I'm so I'm. Literally around the city and surrounding areas, I'm chasing this dude down. I found out I had enough, so I, I box him out. Um, I, uh, like, make a quick left and then a quick right, so he can't make this turn. He's trying to make. At this point, I want to have a conversation with the dude. Like, forget the whole, you know, forget the fact that you were speeding and then try to blame me. But like the whole fuck you people, let's have a conversation. So he sees that I box him out, so he tries to go around me. So I swerve. To avoid him actually hitting the car, mm-hmm. blood tire. You your tire? Yes, I didn't care. I kept I kept chasing him. <laughs> so then he. But you went in road rage. No, I was just like, dude, we're gonna have a conversation before this is all said and done. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight the dude, you know. But but, but I, I want to talk to him. So he does another wild move and tries to box me out. So now I just have to swerve again. I blow out another tire. Because once you blow out one tire, it's only a matter of time before the tire starts. Holy shit. I'm driving a Tesla on a major road, like, with two flat tires, still chasing this dude. And then I had to stop for a minute and just be like, I was just, I wasn't road rage, I was just, the fact that he was just felt so, com- he was comfortable enough to just be like, yo, fuck you people. To my face like that, oh, yeah, we, we need to talk. But what did you want him to say to you? I don't know. It was, I couldn't believe that he was that bold. Right. And he wanted like, to see where that heart was at. So I'm like, all right, if that's if, 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 the way I, the way I was raised, and the way I conduct myself. You, it's like, you know how they have the whole thing where men shouldn't hit women, right? Sure. But then again, if a woman, if a woman punches you in the face, she'd be able to be, she, but she should be prepared to deal with any repercussions that might come after that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the man should return the favor and punch him back in the face. It's just when you when you cross a certain line, be prepared to deal with any repercussions. The way I look at it is don't hit anybody, whether you're man, woman, woman, man, whatever. Man to man, woman to woman. The second you punch somebody in the face, all bets are off. On the same token, I feel like once you, you say the, once you t- tell somebody, fuck your people, fuck, your, fuck you people. Like you didn't say fuck me. That's a whole different statement. Fuck you people. Yeah, he's basically, basically being racist. Yeah, at that point, I'm going to have to come see you. Yeah. And it might, I don't even mean from a violent standpoint, but I'm going to come see you. So chase this dude for a few miles on two flat tires. And then I kind of calmed down a little bit. And I said, all right, let's look at this scenario rationally. You're driving a car on two flat tires. You're driving mm-hmm. a very nice car, an expensive car on two flat tires. Um, one. Two, um, you're actually technically in the wrong because even though he said something really foul, he didn't go after you. You're chasing this man, which gives him the open, op- the, uh, open door to say to the police, if police got involved, this gentleman was chasing me and I feared for my life. I, I thought he might have had a gun. Oh, word, he had a gun. Bang! Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and I realized I was actually doing myself and you people or my people a disservice. A disservice by engaging in, engaging in this behavior. So, so you just pulled yourself back? Yeah, so I pulled myself back, pulled over the side of the road, and I said, all right, so I probably have another two miles to get home. 
Um, it's five in the morning at this point. I'm not calling. Yeah, yeah. I chased through for a while. <laughs> um, I have a. That's you know, because you're a determined Capricorn. But continue. Yeah, I, I was I was on a mission. So I'm like, all right, I gotta get back home. Uh, I'm not calling a tow truck at this time. Um, I wouldn't tow that car. Period. It has to be flatbed. So I'm like, all right. Um, I don't want to actually flag for police because, or you know, not even going to say is that car legit. <laughs> The funny thing is, I was actually about five minutes away from where that happened, where, where, where when I pulled over. But also on top of that, you know, I don't want a flag for police to deal with that or, or, or any kind of issue. But then it's also a thing where, how did you get two flat tires on a flat road? Mm-hmm. At this a lot time? of questions. Yeah, so I'm like, what am I, well, officer, this dude used a racial slur, racial slur against me, so I decided to chase him. So like, you know, I'm just gonna have to suck it up, pause, and drive two, pause. two miles home on two flat tires, and hope that nobody notices, and hope that the car doesn't, you know. Break down further and implode. So I made it home. It was cool. Listen, I'll be honest with you. You better without a license, man. You with a fucking license is crazy. How? What? Because I, I've stood up. I stood up for my people. Right. No, yeah, but he he got the, that shit was going down the wrong peach. road. That shit was going down the wrong. For you, yeah, yeah, yo, I remember. Oh no, as I said, I, I but I stopped. I caught myself. I'm ask him on another note. Mm-hmm. You ever get depressed? I think we've all had. Uh, have been at some point in our life. The reason why I say that for is because, I mean, many of us suffer from depression and don't men- mention sure. it. It's not like you go on Twitter and say, like, I'm depressed today. But right. I feel like sometimes with people who gain success in what they do mm-hmm. and are very good at what you do, right. and I feel like that's you, you know, it's a cover-up. It's like social media, everything looks beautiful. So it's like you never ever get a chance to ever really admit that you're depressed. Well, you know what? I've depression. never been the type to like... I will share certain things that... To answer one of your, your, your points... I will share nice things that happen in my life on social media, but I've never been the type to be on social media portraying that my life is so awesome and so great. Because there could be somebody who's having the worst day of their life or somebody who's, whose life isn't so great who's reading that. That could push somebody over the edge, you know what I mean? Or just could affect somebody negatively. What I've learned in life is that like sometimes sharing your joy with others um, can have the exact... Uh, can, can have a, uh, a negative impact on them. Like, for example, like when I bought the last car, I was just happy to show it off to all my friends. Not not from a gloating standpoint. Most of my friends, even like my, the dude in my neighborhood who who works at the bodega from like 7 at night till 8 in the morning, who I see every night. You know, he was like, I feel like I got this car. Just saying you have it, I feel like I got yeah. it. I'm happy for you. And the majority of my friends feel the same way. They're like, yo, you, you won for us. Let's go for a ride. Let's go hang out. Then you have every once in a while you have a couple of friends who you try to share that with and you see the look on their face is not necessarily looking at them being happy for you. Right. It's a. It's a different... I hope he get two oh. flat tires. Well, right. But people, some some people want to see you do good, just not better than them. Right. And that, that's also that's Think also about that. that's also true too. There, there are some people. Um, you hit it on the head. I don't need to expand on it. There are some people out there who are totally like that. I know some people like that. Yeah. They're happy for you to see you doing well. As soon as you're doing a little bit better, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of cool on it. Yeah, that, you know? The color of the Lambo isn't even that good, you know? Right. Like somebody who just, instead of like, obviously, I know what, I bought the color I wanted. So why are you commenting on the color? Like, eh, whatever. But anyway, in general, like I noticed that with some people that I knew who I was considered myself tight with, as I have achieved certain milestones in my life in general. You know, because a car is a car, it's a material good, you know, but just... Life milestones in general. You have some people who are generally happy for, happy for you, and then you just notice some people who always either have something to say or don't have much to say. You know that just lets you know who you really need to keep around you. Now to the depression side of it, like 
like I said, I, th- I feel like we've all been there um, at some point or another. Some people worse than others, obviously. You know, um, for me personally, I've never tried to do like the cover up thing, like by sharing things that are positive in my life or making my life look great. If I share something that's positive in my life on social media, it's because I'm genuinely happy that it's happening. You know, but I've never done done things from a show off point. Because, like I said, you, you know, as as good as you as good as you're doing, there's always somebody somebody who's doing better. True. But one of the things that I also keep in mind is, as bad as your day may be, or as bad as your current situation may be, there's always somebody who has worse. Sure. So you could do, you, you know, you could also inspire someone in the same instance too. Right. You know, not only. So I, you... I was, I'm selective about, about what I share when it comes to things like that. Yeah, but I think that, for me, it's like knowing you all these years. I, I don't ever think of you as a, a show off. I find it fun that you have these gadgets and and, right. and you do things with them, or, you know, um, to me, it's just it's just fun to see that. But I mean, sometimes me personally, and that's something I want to tackle more. Sometimes I just wake up and I feel depressed, and but things make me happy. My kids, or you know, my family, or or, or current things. But but do you know what you actually I don't even feel know depressed why. about? No, I don't even know why. And I think that's something I'm learning to tackle more. You so know? when you wake up, what is it you actually feel like? You just feel like your life sucks because you're having all these things in your life that are great. So like, what is the feeling that you're feeling? I guess I just feel like you know, uh, I'm getting older. Did I do enough? Um, I messed up a lot. Um, you know, that still bothers me. But you're still alive and healthy. Pardon no, me. I know, and that's good. Empanadas. Yeah, yeah. Our girl Rena made some em- empanunis or empaninis, empananis, but the mini ones, so whatever the fuck we're Empaninis. And Just is getting his. Uh, He's getting his, his empanini his grub on. on. But Which yeah, that's that, that's just something that you know. But the thing is, I mean, all right, fine. You you may make up feeling that way sometimes. I've done a lot in my life. I've been very successful in my life. I still feel that way sometimes. Like, have I done enough? Have, have I left? If it all goes down tomorrow and I'm not here anymore, what is my legacy going to be? I think that's something that we all think about from any walk of life. You know, at some point and all that, especially as we get older and get to our age group. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing about it is that you're having these thoughts now when you still have plenty of time to do much more. You know? Um, I mean, you brought two children into the world, so you obviously have done two great things already. You contributed to two great things to the world. You know, outside of that, Anything you want to accomplish personally, I think it's just a matter of going out and taking the bull by the horns and just doing it. Yeah. You know? Um, when it comes to depression, I always feel like you can handle things one of two ways. You can wallow in your in your sorrows and, you know, uh, let the world run you or you can go out and run, run the world. Mm. You know? And by, by, by the world, I mean your immediate world. You know? Um, I definitely have, have these, or have had times where I've woke, woken up feeling that way, and I've had to then step back and look at everything that I actually have accomplished with my life. You know, but I think as people who are truly creative, a lot of times we feel like we've never done enough yeah. because we always have more ideas. Yeah, like as as many great as many great songs as I've produced, as many great songs as I've written, and all the other things that have come with along with my career. I haven't run out of ideas. Right. You know, I haven't run out of enthusiasm for creating these ideas. So I feel like as I feel like that a lot of times that's why creative people are more prone to falling into depression because they, there's always more they want to do. Um, you just have to remember that you star you star alive and healthy to, to do those things. Yeah. Don't let the fact that you haven't done these things get you down because then you're actually kind of like 
limiting yourself from being able to actually accomplish those things. Like there, a uh, homegirl of mine called me, called me the other night. She was going through some life stuff, which was affecting her business, and her business stuff was affecting her life stuff. And I'm like, one of these things has to stop affecting you. And I, obviously we're all human. We have emotions. But understand that, like, by letting one thing take over your life, you're limiting yourself. Like, you're having these personal problems, which is taking away from your motivation to be creative. You taking away from you uh, not being creative is making you less money because you're not out there creating things that you get paid to do. But that, uh, but now that's affecting your ability to live. It's a cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all goes in full circle. Like, so you're depressed because you can't afford to pay your rent. Why can't you pay your rent? Because you're not putting out enough creative output to generate income. Why are you not doing that? Because you're stressed about something. It's, it's a cycle. It's like the old 80s commercial. I work hard to uh, to make a lot of money to do coke. So I can work hard to make a lot of money to do coke. And it was just the dude just going through that endless cycle. It's kind of the same thing. That's crazy. No, no, I get it. And I, it's something that I think many people deal with and we don't speak enough about it. So A lot of people don't, yeah. And I, I think agree. that many people, you know, I know a lot of people who are very wealthy and, you know, they're very lonely or very bored. Uh, and I think people look at them like, if I had money, like, you know, I wouldn't feel that way. It's not necessarily true. I tell people like. No, it's definitely not true. I, I tell people like, show me a hot girl. I'll show you a guy that's tired, tired of fucking uh, her. Yep. And I think people, some people don't understand that, but you know, it it, it really is true. Like if I had that girl, I would hit that every. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you don't it know. Come, what comes it, would come, to it would come to a certain point where you need something more than that. Yeah, you know. And um, and, and I think it's definitely true. But you know, listen, anyone who uh, deals with any type of depression out there, man, you know, just make sure you find someone to talk to. You know, that's definitely true. get the, get, definitely. get that shit off. Your I feel chest. like just as people of color in general, like mental health is not something that we discuss. Um. It's like, kind of like taboo. Mm-hmm. Yo, let me ask you something, man. What's up? How much, how much unreleased stuff do you fucking have? And I'm going to say why. When you, when you filled in for fucking Q-Tip on mm-hmm. that Beats uh, uh, radio, that was that Abstract uh, radio? Abstract radio. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Not only do I love that mix. I'm going to tell you why. Because you played every song that you used to sample right. the song that you made. Right. And I love that shit because that old shit is what, like, I heard in my house growing up, like right. all the old doo-wop, all the right. old, you know, all music like that. And, I, you know, it was pure. Right. But um, how much unreleased stuff do you fucking have? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, is it something like... Like, I remember, like, uh, I don't know. No, I have to be careful about whose names I even say about certain things because... Not because of you guys, but because when this comes out, it's the clickbait thing, which we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, just play... Like, I, I talked about... Having some Jay, some unreleased Jay Z stuff, and all of a sudden it was like the headlines are not about the conversation overall. It's about Just Blaze says he has three Jay Z unreleased Jay Z yeah. albums. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's not, and it's not what I said. Be your, you're removing all the context from the statement, and on top of that, like, I don't want to be like, I would hate for Jay to wake up and see that as a headline. Because if you're not there, if you're not part of the interview, or if, or if you're not present for the interview, or if you don't actually take the time to listen to the interview, uh-huh. but he's a busy man. Why would he take the time to do that? But he sees a headline that makes it look like I went and did an interview yeah. based on the And fact. right away he assumes. Like, you know, he, he might not. Jay Smart, he's a smart guy, so I'm going to give him some credit. But he might look at that headline and think, oh, just went and did an interview talking about how he has 
three unreleased three out three unreleased albums from yeah, me. What the fuck is this? Yeah, like and it just makes you look like a weak link in the chain. Right. Time to get the pepper spray. But not, not, oh God. Okay, now, now that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. You know, me and Jay didn't have that issue. But I'm saying potentially that that door gets open. Yeah. Like, well, well, you know, here I'm out here for that. But I get what you're saying, and we spoke yeah, about like this. It's not y'all. Times. It's just. But as 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 the as the information gets aggregated, that's what happens. Can I have another empanani? <laughs> another empanani. But the, the reason why I asked that for is because it's like you know, when you went on there, you were able to like put stuff out there, you know, uh, you know that many people haven't heard before. Right. And it's like you're able to stunt every time you do something that has that, you know. I mean, are you what, are you gonna do anything with Beats One? That's why I that's why I rarely do radio shows mm-hmm. because every time that I've done them, something significant has come out of them. Like I did, like the two biggest ones have been like when I did uh, Shade Forty Five, mm-hmm. uh, filled in for I think it was Tony, yeah, for Tony Touch, and then I premiered Exhibit C that night. Well, okay, that was very, yeah, I remember that was a very infamous night. Or like for example, the uh, the shade, the uh, Beats One takeover. You know, um, it's very significant. You know, I'm, I like it when I pop up. It's not just a mix. Like you're gonna hear something. Yeah. Well, that exhibit C was uh, off the chain. I mean, that song still to this day. I mean, it's a great record. That that was was, that wasn't Morning Sunshine. What was that? What was that? That's uh, Billy Stewart uh, across my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this fat boy's gotta love her. Crazy, but and shout out to Jay. Yo, honestly, he's so tired of hearing what the fuck he's gonna do. You know, it's funny. I was trying to get him on the Combat Jack show because me and him had a relationship right. for a minute. Um, and um, yeah, he's just so tired of he. You know, everybody has the same fucking question. You know, the where's the music? Where's the album? You know, and I think he's just so. And 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 they, and they have a right to, but at the same time, they do. You know, at the, at the same time, he has the right to say. Nothing. Yeah. Or whatever he feels like saying. I don't know. I kind of... Shout out to Jay. It is what it is. Shout out to Jay. But you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to go over... Um, I want to go over some quick uh, songs, and I want you to give me a short backstory. Um, oh, God. Backstories again. Short backstory. <laughs> short pa- backstory. Pause. Pa- pause to the backstories. But no, and then, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll start to finish up the episode. Um... There's so many songs. You know, it's funny because I think that people think of just Blaze, right? I think they think of uh, a producer. You know, I'm sure a DJ. You know, obviously associate you with Rockefeller. Obviously associate you with Jay. But I think you've done so much work. Even me as a friend. I'm like, yo, he did that? Like Usher, uh, Caught Up, right? Throwback. Throwback, right? Not Caught Up, Throwback. Throwback, right? I never, I, I never even knew you did that. How? I didn't. I'm talking right in the beginning of it. Well, I, listen, I never... What are songs? What are some songs that, that you're talking in front of? Besides uh, it, it, PSA, right? Yeah. Throwback. Um, those are probably the only two that I'm actually talking. There's probably more. Can you rap or sing? I can do a little bit of both. Okay. Have you ever thought about, like, going into that? No, I just write raps for other rappers. Oh... Ghost Rider. I used to love that show. You want to drop a show called Ghost Rider? Yeah, you know, remember it was on PBS. PBS? That's Channel 13. So you saying it like PBS, but you know the channel. Like, well, I know that because <laughs> Daniel Tiger. So you watch stuff. Wait, so what was the show about? 
it was about this mysterious figure that could read words and read letters and things, and then they would, like, solve crimes. Really? Yeah, I love that show. The last show I watched on PBS was... Arthur. 321 Contact. I don't know what that is. Yeah, three, two, one. That was a bit. How many? How old are you? She's yeah. She's Black. she's actually not that. She's not <laughs> that are young. Are you in our age group? No, I'm thirty. That box been around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. I mean, whoa. no, no. My whoa bad, my bad. and whoa. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna call I'm, my I'm, uncles and they gonna show I'm you what like, been I'm around. That's round and not square. Yeah, but hey, let's get to some of the songs. square boxes are no fun. This is a good box. Don't let him get. Don't she, he gonna get beat up? Because I'm definitely. I'm texting my uncle right now, and I'm gonna go Te- to the bathroom, and I'm gonna cry. And if I cry, he's gonna be. He gonna pull up, and you gonna see. Listen, I put your fucking. Uncle you gonna in the back see. Of you ain't gonna okay. do nothing. Um, you cross your legs when you talking. Sit down. You better, chill out. you better chill out. Gotta, you better chill out. You better chill out. Let's get to. Let's get no. to some of these backstories. Okay. You and these backstories. Pause to the backstories. Girls, Take girls, back girls. Well, and this I'm, don't have to be long. It could be some just like your thoughts. I'll just give you what I'll do is I'll, I'll try to give you one. That's one of my one favorite interesting songs. thought on each record. I'm not gonna do a backstory, but I'll give you like an interesting thought. Okay. We shot the video for Girls, Girls, Girls on September 11th. Um, that's the reason why Q-Tip is not, wait Biz is in the video. Tip and if I'm not mistaken, Slick Rick aren't in the video Mm-mm. because they, nobody can get flights that day. Biz flew out on September 10th to LA um, I was supposed to get a flight from Miami to home and then fly out to LA for the uh, video shoot on September 11th I had a flight on September 11th as well so um, yeah, the reason why I'm not there anywhere near the video and the reason why none of the other guys are or the reason why I tip in um, select record is because nobody can get flights we shot it on September 11th mm. it's a pretty wild day song cry some good empaninis. <laughs> if you would like empaninis at any of your soirees, mm-hmm. you don't, don't you worry about a thing. I appreciate that. You, we we catering. You gotta <laughs> eat this. Hey yo. <laughs> hey, that's the blog. I know. I know. No, yeah. Um, song cry. I think I told all the interesting stories about that already. That was a uh, song cry. Um, I did that song three times before we finally got it right. Changed the beat three times? Kind of, yeah. But once we got it right, it was right. What was the issues with them? Like, was it just, like, not melodic enough or the wrong drums? Sometimes, I just didn't like it. Oh. I know it can be, I know it can be more. So you, You're a okay. perfectionist. But you're not... <laughs> obviously, us perfectionists aren't perfect. You ever feel like you ever, like, step on your own self? You know what I mean? Every day. Sometimes there's perfection and imperfections, though. You know, what not, I, mean? I agree with that. And sometimes there have been certain you... songs where I wasn't happy with them, but the song was such a good song. I'm saying it doesn't matter, right? You know, like it's not a perfect record, but it's great. Like, think about how many of your favorite songs from when you were older, from you were younger, that you can go back and listen to. You hear, you hear these, those mistakes. That you never heard when you were younger. Like when Little Kim said, I'm going to blow you up like the army panade. And you like, you yeah. know she meant to say grenade. And she was just like, forget it. It's good. Exactly. You know what she meant. Yeah. Everybody knew what she meant. Exactly. You know what, you, you, know language. What, you know what she meant to the point where, pardon me, you know what she meant to the point where it didn't even register to you that she said the wrong thing. Right. You just assumed that she said an army grenade. So yeah, there's definitely perfection and imperfection. That's why some, as I've gotten older, I've learned to uh, abide by that a bit more. 
Oh boy. I made that beat three times too. Bleak had it first. What? Did he pass it up? Yep. So it was wild. That's why he's still one hit away. So We got water. Yeah. How does it differentiate like working with like a Cameron? God bless you. As opposed to like Jay, because we know like Jay doesn't really write, so maybe does, does he like sit there for a little while? As he writes in his head and then just go in the booth. Yeah, pretty much. He like kind of paces back and forth. And then Cam does Cam write? Listens to the beat for a while, um, and then goes in the booth and starts knocking it out. Cam, I don't remember. Right. It's been so long. I think he physically wrote. I think I don't, I don't remember. Right. What about Welcome to New York City? I was singing a lot more of the original version, but it was whack. You were singing? Mm-hmm. Well, that's me singing Welcome to New, Welcome to New well, York City. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. But I was singing a lot more originally. I'm, oh, for real? What else you was saying? It was so You whack. had a temptation moment? It was so whack. Let me see if I can remember. Hold up. I need to clear my, let me clear my throat. Let him clear his throat. <laughs> I was like, uh, it was so corny. Don't approach us with your guns down. Because you're in the wrong part of town. Welcome to New York City. I, just, I, I cut everything else out. I just kept them up in New York City. Yo, you sound like a, you got like a rock rocker star. moment. Yeah. Don't approach us with your guns down. And Jay was like, Because <laughs> you're in the wrong side of town. Hey! Welcome to New York City. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck were you, Bruce Springsteen? What the fuck was going on there? You were hitting your fucking uh, Pearl Jam shit? Yo, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm surprised that song wasn't in, in, in a movie. Like, uh, yeah, because like it's so like that shit. The beginning part is so like. You know what I just found out today? Somebody tweeted me this today, and I, um, I was I, Pokemon was was after my time. Right. I was too uh, I was too old to be into Pokemon. I was aware of it. I knew I knew who Pikachu was. I knew what Team Rocket was. Mm-hmm. That was about the extent of it. And Jigglypuff. That's all I knew about Pokemon. I never watched the show before. Sound like me. Jigglypuff. I love Jigglypuff. I don't know that much about it. I just know like Jigglypuff, right. Pikachu. Right, right, yeah, right, I'm with you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, somebody tweets me today. Yo, was the was this the uh, the, the inspiration for Welcome to New York City? Some New York City has no samples in it. So I was curious to see what they were talking about. So I hit play. The beginning of the Pokemon theme sounds just like Welcome to New York City. Really? It goes. And I was like, what? Cut the check? No, well, no, no, no. Because, I mean, Welcome to New York City came out after Pokemon. Yo, somebody got stabbed while they were playing that new Pokemon. Really? A, lot, a lot of things have happened. Nine people yeah. have been robbed. Um, a girl found a dead body. But the guy that got stabbed didn't even want, like, medical attention. He wanted to finish catching them Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Pokemon he was... thing is, I'm mad. Cause normally, I stay on top of the trends. And when I see something like that, a spike like that about to happen, I'll go put some money into it. I totally missed the Pokemon Go thing. And I knew it was happening, but I didn't. I, I underestimated the degree to which it was happening. Their market, their market, their cap went up seven point five billion over the weekend. Oh my god! Seven point five billion. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I played myself. You should have jumped on that. Pause. Are there any other like investments that you like missed out on? That um, you were like, damn, I wish I would have jumped on Google. No, I have Google. I have Apple. I have Netflix. All like the the standard. Ones. I'm doing property? big things, okay? I so got Tesla. You I, might want to hurry I, up and invest. I did. I did really good with Tesla. Um, I caught it when it when it when it, when it like went 
all the way to the, uh, hit rock bottom for a while. And, and now, and now it's up. I, I, I got all the way up. You talk about stocks. Yeah. Um, GE was actually a really good one. Cause a lot of people they think of GE, right? They think of refrigerators, mm-hmm. uh, washing machines, stoves, whatever. Sure. So one of the tricks that I learned, not just I say tricks I learned, it's kind of common sense, but it's something a pattern that I started to follow. And uh, one of my older financial advisors kind of um, put me onto it. He was like, you know what? All right, Apple makes this iPhone, right? We all know that, they, that Apple, every time an iPhone comes out, they're going to sell 10 billion iPhones, right? But don't forget that Apple, even though they manufacture the product, they don't manufacture every component. Look at who's supplying the components for the phone that's going to sell 10 billion units. Mm. Wow. So... When GE came up, I wasn't looking at them from a perspective of uh, refrigerators and stoves. GE was making airplane engines. So there's only really two companies that make all the airplane engines, Rolls-Royce, Rolls-Royce and General Electric. Mm. So I bought them from the standpoint of, I knew that the, uh, was at the time I think it was the 767 or 787. What Boeing was about to do their next big plane. I think it was the 777 at the time, uh, which means... I think it was more, which means all of a sudden there's, there's going to be a lot of new um, airplane engines that need right. to be made. So, boom. That's that's why I invested in General Electric. It wasn't off the appliances. It was off the engine work. For the Are you so into, like, aerodynamics because you own helicopters, I'm hearing? I've, I don't you don't own a helicopter. What'd he just got? happens to travel in them once in a while. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I don't own a helicopter. I've, I've there, there are times where I fly helicopters often. And then I won't do it for like six months. But my last, actually, my last helicopter ride wasn't so bad. The one before that, though, I. Are you are you like driving or just piloting? Riding? No. Okay. No, the uh, the, not the last airplane ride or helicopter ride I had, but the one before that, I was going over the, uh, over the, uh, the east. No, was it the East River? Yeah, it was the East River. And there was a cold front and a warm front colliding right near the uh, George Washington Bridge. Oh my God. Uh, which. Which creates turbulence. Mm-hmm. And I normally fly like either the four or the six passenger helicopters. This was a two passenger, meaning it's just you and the pilot. One of those little red bubble ones. Like I was literally just being thrown like twenty feet oh to the left, goodness. twenty feet to the right. And uh, it was the first is my first time being in a helicopter and actually being scared. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was like, I'm not flying helicopters anymore. Then we all say that, and then something happens, and you got to do what you got to do. But uh, then, you know, the pilot's like, oh, trust me, guy, trust me, dude, I'm not going to do anything crazy because, you know, I have a 10-year-old daughter to get, or a 2-year-old daughter to get back home to. I'm like, that ain't got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not in control, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not worried about, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, God bless the fact that you have a 2-year-old daughter at home, but um, neither you or she are really in control of this. you gotta be, you, you got to be worried about you, you know yeah, what? Yeah, like, it, it is what it is. I mean, obviously, I made, I made it back. On the, on the helicopter, I'm still alive. You know, I was thinking about buying a, a, a car boat though, like a boat that can go to water, a car that can go to water. Really? Yeah, nice. There's, there's I one, love that. Uh, it's very, <laughs> it's very James Bond looking. Cause like the NYC um, ducks, like the the tour mm-hmm. um, bus that turns into a boat and goes into the. I love that. Yeah, I, 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 that's actually what's funny that you mentioned it. That's kind of what first gave me the idea. See, yo, listen. Do you want to have children? Because you were talking about the, the pilot, his two year old. What about your legacy? What about the baby, the baby blazes? Uh, not happening. All in due time. 
Yeah, because men could just pop them out until they croak. Women got to hurry up. No, it's not just a matter of hurrying up. It's about planning it properly. Like, a woman can have a baby in her mid-40s if certain things have been done. Certain precautions. Oh, wow. Everything's falling everywhere. Right? Uh, You have to tell the people. Yeah, I mean, a woman can have a baby, you know. Uh-uh. Uh, there, there are things that can happen now. If you just out running your body ragged, <laughs> and then try to have a baby at forty five years old, the chances are very slim. You know. Yeah, my cousin, she just had a baby at like forty five, something like that, too. You're right. right. You're right. Yeah, it can happen. You, should, you know, it's her back hurt, and she she feel like she's dying sometimes because right. <laughs> that labor was really hard on her. But yeah, I the mean, older you are, the hardest hardest going to be on your mm-hmm. back. Listen, tell me. There'll be baby blazes uh, soon one day. They got to hang out with baby premium. Uh, he's got to hurry up then yeah. or, or else. Uh, before, before I miss that boat too. Yeah. yeah but, but I always, you know, I used to never like think that like I, I shouldn't have had kids really young. But then I look back and I'm like, yo, if I had kids like in my 20s, like, I could be busting my son's ass in Street Fighter right now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, he may I, be busting yours. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I don't want to be like that dude that has a, a And you'd be a great father. I don't. Thank you. I don't want to be that guy that has like a. Like a ten-year-old with a sixty-year-old father. Right. You no, but you know what? Anything. I want. There's plenty of times you gave me mm-hmm. advice, so I got to give you advice, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna tell you. Um, I think that way too. Even think about it now. I'm older. My son. By the time I get older, I'm gonna be around that age almost. Right. And I say that's crazy. But you, me, we're different breed. Right. Like we're we're gonna stay. Hip, we're gonna stay cool. We're gonna stay into tech, you know, gadgets. No, yeah, it's, so it's you're, only, you're yeah. only as young as you let yourself be. So you're gonna or, be, as old. yeah. That's why I say you're gonna be like, you know, you're you're the type of dad with that I feel like will be there, but also do some outlandish stuff. Like meaning, like you know, they'll say, "Hey, you want to go on a helicopter?" And they're like, "Really, Dad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." Like, and I think you're just you're you're like you're still like a kid at heart, right? And well, I, just, you know, not every father's like that. Yeah, though. you gotta have a young spirit, you know, like. I mean, I'll never forget when I was 32, no, 30, when I was 30, and I was, um, I did my aunt a favor, I DJ'd her, uh, she's a vice principal, or an assistant principal, so I think it was her last year at the school, and uh, the kids were having their junior prom, or there's some school dance, where she's like, you come DJ? I'm like, why not? So I went down there and DJ for the kids. So after the party, everything's over. Me and my cousin, we're in the gym. Me and my cousin are shooting some hoops. Um, my aunt's there. And uh, there's another co-worker there. A teacher. And if you looked at him, he looked like your typical high school teacher. Balding a bit, disheveled, frumpy trench coat. You know, like any of our teachers probably look like in high school, uh-huh. right? So at some point, I'm overhearing this conversation with my aunt or somebody else that was there. And he mentions the fact that he's 32. What? I'm thirty. Now I'm thirty, and I'm just looking at him like, "You're thirty-two. Like you look like fifty-two. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm like, and I'm then I'm, I'm thinking. He got me to thinking about all my old high school teachers, and how many of them probably were actually in their early to mid thirties at the time. Some of them even in their late twenties. They had melanin though. Did he have melanin? No, 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 no. This guy did not, right? But it's no, he didn't. But my point is. It's all about the life. Look, how you age throughout your life. Obviously, genetics, genetics always you know play a part, part. But there's also just how you live your life and your lifestyle in general. And if you're waking up every morning at six o'clock in the morning and having to deal with a bunch of rowdy ass kids in school, mm-hmm. and it was a special needs school that my, my aunt worked at. Too. Oh yeah, that's different. They so like the, the small bus. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a short bus, but it was. There, there was. It was like your high school, Peter. Wow. Um. 
Okay, then. I did, you, did you take a short bus to high school? No, but I, did, I, I was... You took a yellow scooter. Yeah. Not the Ray J one, though. Um, <laughs> Those are dope, though. Yeah, they are dope. They are dope. Have you ridden one before? No. Fun. I, I need one. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's take a break, and then we'll come back and uh, finish up the show. There it is. Internet, you listen to the Premium Pete Show with Missing Us and O's. My man Just Blaze is in the building. Don't Just go Blaze? We'll be right back. Jesus Christ. Ow. Cheer. Internet, listen, if you fuck with the Premium Pete Show... Ow. Okay. I want you to leave a comment. Okay. Follow the SoundCloud. Where else are we on? We're on iTunes. Google on. Play. Stitcher. Tune Make in. sure you guys follow, subscribe. Tell a friend and tell a friend that the Premium Peace Show is all in your ear hole. Most definitely. Listen, what I what I want to see is more comments. So, internet's all over the world. I'm seeing that, though. Listen, this is people all over the world are tuning in. I right. love that. Check in. Let me know where the fuck you're from. And drop your location so we know it's real. Yeah. The Premium Peach Show featuring Miss Listen Knows. A.K.A. Beyonce. Subscribe to that motherfucker. A.K.A. Wiggy Smalls. A.K.A. Chia. Al. Peace. Internet, and we're back. Sitting here with Justin Blaze. Wait, why are you taking breaks? You got commercials? No, yeah. no, no. I just need you a break. Got, yeah, yes. got, yeah, you got sponsors? Some, not sponsors yet. We do have some. Uh, we have interest, but he being extra Jewish when he's Italian, instead of getting that coin, he waiting and doing things. So. Well, first of all, for me, the reason why I like having breaks is I just feel like people listen, and you know, it's like they take like people listen to podcasts and 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 over time. And, and over time. So it's like you know, almost like a break will give them like a lead point. I feel like you know because it's like but I can stop here. Yeah, you don't want them to sit sit uh you know sit and. You know, listen to two hours straight. That's just my opinion. I mean, nobody. It would have to be like I've never listened to a podcast straight through like that. There may have been one. I don't remember what it was, but there was like one or two that I've listened to straight through like that. No, you know what I'm thinking of? Prodigy, uh, his book. Oh, okay. Uh, my infamous life. Okay. I want to say I listened to the audio book. I listened to it straight through. Yeah, I love audio books. Would you ever um, write your memoirs? I have been just collectively in my in my, in my mind. Okay, you holding it? Yeah, but I have a I have a actually I have too many stories. I just have to be mind. I'm, I'm very mindful of people's privacy, so I have to be careful about how I do it. Right. But I don't want it to be corny where I start changing changing names. Like Angie Martinez's um, book is is pretty cool, and yeah. she keeps the names and all that fun right. jazz. But it's like you know, I, there's a lot of things that I I could talk about that would be amazing that but that certain people just wouldn't want out there. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I would, I would yeah, you have to assess be respectful that. of that. When, you, when you're ready, you assess what is yeah. what you could do, what you couldn't do. I have to know? figure out what the angle is. Like, am I telling my life story? Is it just studio stories? Is it my experience and trials and, what's the cliche, trials and tribulations of being a producer? Is it my journey to that point? Does it stop when I actually became successful? Like, what's the story we're telling? I don't want it to just be... Here's my entire life story in one book. You got to do like Lord of the Rings or like Harry Potter. I mean, this is a series. <laughs> I'm with it. Like, just Blaze in the Hollow yeah. Chamber of Death. <laughs> Yo, who are just Blaze and the Blazettes. Who are the Blazettes? Yeah, who are the Blazettes? It's a secret society. Oh, All they they like the trust. beehive. All I ask is trust. Got you. Yes. Because um, Bla- can I be down with the Blazettes? Sure. Because I always, in my mind, in my anointed imagination, the Blazers was always, like, your background, like, like your your Tim Tones, like, the, your uh, like Supremes. The like, Girls. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And I always thought of Blazers as a female thing. Right. But then they were like, guys, like, yo, I want to be one of the Blazers. And I'm like, <laughs> but I think they were 
spelling it maybe the wrong way. They didn't realize that it was like B-L-A-Z-E-T-T-E-S. Right. I think they thought it was like B-L-A-Z-E-T-S. Thanks, school system, public school education. Right. So they didn't, but, but they, I, don't, I think some people didn't actually catch the female connotation that went along with that. They figured cigarettes, blazers, anybody could be one. Like, yeah. we're yo, down. Yeah, what's the one song, production-wise, that like made you the most money? Oh, what song did I make the most money off of? Um, Is there one that sticks out? Because I know that uh, the Rihanna and the T.I. I was going to say, the Rihanna and the T.I. Live your life. I probably, if I had to go like overall, probably that. I mean, especially because I I didn't just produce. Yeah, you wrote on that. Yeah, I wrote. And at the time, Atlanta was paying me pretty good. And on top of that. It's been licensed a few times, and it got a zillion spins, and it sold a lot of units. So, like the royalty statements and the, and the publishing statements were nice on that. So, I would probably say, live your life. Yeah, probably live your life. Maybe I have to look into M's, M and Wayne's No Love. See, that wasn't that that unit. That record sold a lot of units, but it wasn't a huge radio hit. Where where the way Live Your Life was, Live Your Life was on the radio every two seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's probably Live Your Life. I would imagine. Live your life, you know. It's like uh, even like uh, I remember, like I mean, Milk top billing, obviously, but he spoke about how how much that has brought him, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, that, one of the, one of the most sampled rap records mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, it's top billing. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you know what's so funny? I was I was I was telling someone this the other day. I seen you over the years, like in 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 studios and. Like, uh, you know, like trying to like, well, you were in action of like playing a piano or playing, you know, a certain thing and there's no music and you're like fucking humming in, in like in, in your mind. Like, and then you find yourself like, what what the fuck is that all about? Like, meaning like, you know where you're going and just like I seen you nod your head and, you know, like, I, don't, I mean, is it you hear the music without the music being on? Yeah. Well, that's usually where it's, you remember as songwriters, as, as producers and as songwriters in general, it all comes out of here. We hear it before it actually makes it out of our bodies. But where did, where, where, where did that even come from? Is something that you... If I knew, I would buy it and sell it. Right. How did you realize this fucking joint? Um, it's, to be honest, I had a really supportive family. There was no moment that I realized it. Like, I never had that moment where it was like, I knew that I was talented when such and such happened. Or I knew that I could make music when such and such happened. My family was very supportive of this from the very beginning from, when I say from the very beginning I mean like two years old yeah. like mommy take me to the record store with a buy a record Aww. she would take me to the Kmart back when Kmart used to sell records while she's paying for one record I stole five more yeah. two years old <laughs> not even know, I don't even know that stealing is a thing I'm just thinking this you, is put this. It, you put it in your diaper no I put it in the, in the stroller behind oh, okay. me she'd get, out, she'd get outside her and my aunt get outside they look at the stroller there's a bunch of records in the stroller and they're like so they go back, apologize to the, uh, you know, to the store <laughs> manager. But they're honest people, so, you know, they didn't leave. They'll go back. Now, I've been told the story a zillion times. While they were apologizing to the store manager or to the cashier or whoever and paying for the records yeah, that I stole, I'm racking up more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, God bless you. But, yeah, like, and then, you know, like, there were always keyboards around the house. My father was a jazz organist. So, and my cousin actively bought this was when hip hop on records was a new thing. So like, the new Fantasy Three record is out. The new uh, Fat Boys record is out. The new uh, Houdini record is out. The new Fantasy Three record is out. He's you know buying them, and then as 
the albums or the, as the albums would come out, he would give me the singles. So like he gave me the Sucker MCs. It's like that 12 inch because the Run DMC album came out. So he didn't need the single anymore. He had the whole album. That's how I built a lot of my early record collection. It was from records that I inherited from him. So it was just one of those things where it's always around. It was never really a moment where it was like a light bulb went off. It was just always a constant thing that was there. And you followed it and kept on following it. Yeah, I followed it and my family was supportive of me following it. When you first started DJing, that was in, in Patterson. Who the fuck's that? A skating rink or something? Is that that was one of my first big DJ gigs, yeah. Like my first actual job as a DJ where I was making money on a regular basis was DJ at uh, Skaters World. Rest in peace. Uh, I used to do Skaters World, which was in Wayne. Um, we used to pack it out. Like, you think of like a skate. I mean, it wasn't technically it was a skating rink, yes. Mm-hmm. But for the hood, that was just Saturday night party. Right. At a certain point, at the midnight, a lot of times there would be no more skating on the floor. It would just be one big party. The skating rink held 2,000 people. Mm. I was 16 years old DJing for 2,000 people on Saturday night. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know how to skate? Yeah. That's how, that's how I learned. Backwards? I learned, yeah. I learned okay. how to skate from doing, from doing that. I want to say there's a skate party this weekend coming up. Really? Seventy uh, first Street, somewhere in the city. Are okay. you on the four wheels or are you on the end line? Can you roll a blade or only roll? I roll a blade a few times. I, I skated. I like regular, skating. right? Like, you know, like roller skates. Like real skates, real skates. Yeah. Um. I I did the in. I mean, inline uh, roller blades became popular in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. I once roller bladed from Broadway and Third Street to Central Park. It was not for me. Mm. You know, the thing is, you, you have uh, rollerblading is hard on your ankles. So after a while, you know, you you, you break your ankles in, pause, but it, uh, I was going to pause. <laughs> yeah, no, it paused the climb. It just felt weird. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Um, so yeah, like, there's a whole process when you first start rollerblading where you have to, like, condition your ankles. I wasn't really there. I the pain, I wasn't here for it. I'm like, no. Listen, in Cascades in Atlanta, shout out to my man G-Rock. He he brought me out there to a couple of times. And for a broken kid, I was like, yeah, I'm not skating. And then he got me to skate. And I felt like, I felt good that I did Roller that. Roller skating? Yeah. Roller skating Because, you know, I, I feel like I had like that Brooklyn, like, stay in the corner on my dancing style for many right. years of my life. That style is whack. That's yeah, it is. I don't have and, rhythm. But it, but it's no, no, no. That's called. That's called that. I knew you were stupid. <laughs> Yo, she is, that's called. I didn't want to. I, I just didn't. I wasn't into it, man. Right. And uh, he opened my eyes. But Cascade in the land is crazy, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they had the ATL movie there. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was crazy. But as we continue to wrap this episode, as up, we proceed to give you what you need, I, I still want to hit you with a couple of songs as we in, as we finish out. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do. Mm. I thought that was, I thought that song was either gonna be one of the best songs ever or the worst one of the worst songs ever. Like it, it was no middle ground because the beat was so different and it was so repetitive. I figured people wouldn't like it. Even when Free jumped on it, I was like, I'm still not 100 percent sure. Cause at, at the time, the relationship relationship that me and Freeway had, he would rap on anything I gave him because mm-hmm. he was, a he was just hungry to work and b you know, it was me. So he trusts me. He had, he had a certain level of trust. Like anything that he gives me is going to be worth robbing on. So I wasn't sure about this one. I'm glad I didn't, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't second guess myself and let it rock. It ended up being amazing. So it, it did. And one of my favorite songs ever. But yeah, initially I wasn't so sure if it was going to be a, be a jam or not. You know, one thing that I 
don't think I ever asked you, but you told me was uh, you know, that you never signed a deal when you were Rockefeller. I never signed a nobody. Like, you just like did like a handshake. Yeah, it was a handshake and a but and, how did and, you and a check? How did you get all your production credits? Like, cause you know, like back in the day, like they weren't people trying to grab. Like, who the fuck would make sure you get all your production credits and get me, money for them? Me and my, you know, uh, Lisa, my manager at the time, one of my partner at the time. Um, we did everything in the house ourselves. But my thing was, is like, I mean, right, you could sign, you could. There's no disrespect to Trackmasters, yeah. or to actually Puff is a better example. There's no disrespect to Puff, but it's like, all right, you could sign the Puff, or you can hope or put your work in and try to be the next Puff. Right. You could sign to Trackmasters or Rough Riders. You could try to be the next one of them. You know what I mean? Um, and that was kind of my thing was like, you know, keep the, keep all the money at home, retain ownership, retain ownership of everything. Um, you know, if it's, struggle if you had to because the payoff in the long term would be great. No, because you set up, you literally, like, we had set our up. offices were in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying, but you set up your life for later on. Like, that's, yeah. that's a crazy, because people, somebody could have been in that position, right? Right. Lived in that moment and right. only had that moment. And only had that moment. Right. You know, you made sure that you set yourself later on. No, because my- keep in mind, Dame even said it. Like, like, he was like, kind of like, he felt like he gave you a shot. Right. So then for you to start asking for all these things, they could have said, like, nah, you only get a little of this. Right. You only get a little of that. You were able to. My like, thing was, like, hey, actually, you, you didn't give me a shot. The, the big homie did. Yeah. You signed, you, you signed the check. Great. Yeah. I appreciate you signing the check. However, I have this shot. Um, because I had talent. Of course. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, you guys love what I do. I obviously love what you guys do. It works for both of us. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I made a lot of money in that situation and it was really because of, so you, you give somebody a shot. I would have been a very, if it was purely just giving me a shot, it would have been a very expensive shot. They knew what they were getting. You know, but at the same time, I knew that I was getting it. That's why it worked out so That's great. Different. You know, it's like I still had the freedom to go out and do records with whoever else I wanted. Right. But when you're dealing with Rockefeller at that time, in that era, why would you want to go out and do records with a bunch of other people? Sure. You have arguably the best rappers. Sure, you had the all best the Yankees. Roof. Yeah, like, we're good. Um, but overall, um, my, our, our whole thing was keeping everything as in-house as possible. And when I got like my, I remember like my first fifty thousand dollars, um, my uh, my one of my old neighbors happened to be a junior at the time. He was a junior account executive at Morgan Stanley. He's like, "What do you know about investment accounts?" I'm like, "Not much." He's like, "What do you know about IRAs? What do you know about SEP IRAs? What do you know about this?" I'm like breaking down all this stuff to me. He's like, "These are things that you need to know about." You know, obviously he's pitching me because he would like to be, become my broker because he needs to establish himself mm-hmm. at Morgan Stanley. But at the same time, I was learning about, like, all right, like, for example, you work for a corporation, you have a 401k or whatever. Like, I work for myself. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. However, when I decide to retire, I need something. You know what I mean? Like, so early on, you know, like at 18, 19, these are things that I was that I was studying. You know, like, what is a SEP IRA? What is a Roth IRA? How, how does this benefit me when I'm at retirement age? You know, and how am I funding it? And, and how does it get funded since I don't work for anybody? So a lot of those things that I put, into place 15 years ago. Um, like you said, it helped me, set me up for much later on. Also, like me retaining all the rights about stuff, I never sold any publishing. I never did any publishing deals with anybody. I never really even did any uh, administration deals with anybody. And it's harder, don't get me wrong, it's more work. But 15 years later, when you look back, 
or 15 I rather I should say 15 years later when you look at certain accounts of yours you're like we made the right move mm-hmm. nobody's starving nobody, nobody's broken we still have some nice things to show for it when I, but I, when I say nice things I don't mean jewelry I mean like actual sure, sure. Like homes and, sure, and things you can leave life insurance people. and health insurance and things you, you can leave for people yeah. when you're no longer here I'm sure there's so many things, but what's one thing that you really admire about Jay-Z? Um, that sticks out to you. Pause. Jesus God Christ. God damn it. It God must be the Sangria. He didn't even that pause it. He didn't want to know, in. what do Jay got that's sticking out to you? Yeah. You're like... <laughs> um, oops, sorry. I was trying to catch it. Um, the way that he can look, he can appear to sometimes be very aloof, but actually be... Pay attention to every little thing and be and be calculated, like. So play like a dummy. No, no, not, not, like not play dumb. Just like like he's like he's like like he's, like, like he's not really paying attention, but he's watching everything. He's Sagittarius. Yeah, and like that's one thing that I like to pretend that I have, and sometimes mm-hmm. I do. But I'm very much that type of person where like I always react to something that I think back, like five minutes later, like why didn't I just act like I didn't hear it? Right. Or why did I just like not react instantly why sure. not just wait two minutes That's timing timing yeah. is everything you know but I'm, I'm very much the type of person that like I feel something like like when dude was like fuck you people yeah and my instant reaction was oh we're gonna have a high speed chase tonight yeah, yeah. we're gonna blow two tires <laughs> alright cool let's, blow th- let's go <laughs> I will find you wherever you are what um December 4th December 4th was cool um that might have been the first time I actually had any kind of real reaction, or not real reaction, real interaction with Beyonce. Because I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, she, as a as a birthday present, she had a video shot to that song with all of... His family? Yeah, all of his family, the inner circle of people, you know. Um, and uh, and that, that was something that she put together. I, think, I want to say that was my first time really uh, having any interaction with her. What is it like working with Kanye? Because you did Touch the Sky, right? That was cool. You know. Because it's like, he does production as well. Was he like, kind of like... Nah, you know, people have asked that before. I mean, he knows... Kanye's not not a dummy. He's a smart dude. When he's going to somebody, he knows... When he goes to somebody, he knows what he's going to them for. Right. Um, So, it wasn't a huge process. Um... It was interesting. We had a funny, actually, we had a funny night the night before me and him. Uh, I probably shouldn't tell that story right now. I don't want to blow the girl up. You got to blow that girl up. That's not worth it. Give her a different name. Nah. Becky with the good hair. She, she didn't have good hair. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't actually know. She, she, yeah, she has some good hair. Keisha with the coarse grain? Cor- coarse grain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was a funny night. This This girl was like, uh, I was DJing around the corner from uh, one of Ye's Cribs. This is a year ago, years back. It was the night before we did Touch the Sky. And uh, so this girl is um, hanging out with Beam uh, at the place I'm DJing. And she's like, uh, so she's awesome. You want to hang out afterwards? And I'm like, I don't really know. Um, didn't hang out with her. Uh, I think I was going to go home instead. But then she's like, yo, um, can you drop me off at my, uh, my friend's house? I'm like, sure. Why not? So I'm like, who, where are you going? So it's like, where is she going? I'm like, your friend lives there? It's a very expensive area. She's like, no, actually, 
Um, my friend's mother, she's a doctor, so she owns the place. And I'm like, okay. You know, who am I to judge? Right. So I uh, get her to the place. It wasn't far from where I was DJing at. And I want to say that, like, I'm talking to you. And I wasn't talking to you, but I was talking to somebody, and they had mentioned his, his address in the conversation. And I realized that that address was where I was dropping this girl off. <laughs> As I'm dropping her off. Um, so, uh, the next, I'm like, oh, I'm dropping her off to Yay's house. All right, cool. So I drop her off. Um, so then I see him the next day and I'm like, yo, what you, what you called was at your house last night? He's like, yeah, you dropped her off. I was like, yeah. He was like, how'd you know? I was like, I could just tell because when she, she walked in the house, the first thing she said was, so you don't know Just Blaze, do you? <laughs> and in his mind, he's just like, how do I not know him? That's such a weird uh, yeah. way to address something. Yeah, so she walked in she's like, you don't know Just Blaze, do you? He's like, and so he plays him. He's like, no, I don't know. I'm like, dude, hello. Like, yeah, girls. As a, if you know, especially that, this, and you're, and you're talking like 2005, four. Like, this is like peak Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, obviously, we know each other. Are you that much of a dummy? It was, it was interesting. Uh, she wasn't paying attention. Oh, but she was not. She, was, she wasn't thinking. So then we went to the studio and we touched the sky right afterwards. We, yeah. had, good, we had a good laugh. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, and a beautiful thing happened. Listen, most people consider you, you know, like their top producer or top five producer mm-hmm. of all time. Who's yours? Top five. Oh, I don't do lists, bro. You don't do lists. Dude. I can, actually, my favorites, there won't be five. It might be more. It might be ten. Okay. No, I know, but, but unfortunately. I mean, the, my greats, everybody's greats. You know, you have like guys like Rick Rubin, Q-Tip, Rizzo, Premier, Pete Rock, Pasta News, uh, Larry Smith, Molly Mall, you know. Uh, uh, you know, but then Beethoven. you Beethoven. Whatever. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what? That, that, that was real fake deep. One thing I will say about pause. you. Uh, you talking to a girl, I think you have to pause, right? Is that one of the rules? You don't have I don't to pause know. that. You have I don't to, know. But one thing I will fake say about. Deep. She's trying to get fake deep? I don't know. That, 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 yeah, you don't have to pause that with the girl. No. One thing I will say about you is that I like the way you use multiple different people. Like, you know what I mean? You're not only like a person that just does like the beat itself. Like, you're bringing like ill mind for this, or you're bringing this person yeah, for no, this. Yeah, that's. You know, but, but not every producer does that. No. I mean, you know, uh, here's my thing. One of the things that I've learned over the years is the actual job of, of a producer is to deliver a product. It is not to make a beat. It is to deliver a song. It is also no. It is all, also your job as a producer to know what the best thing to do for a song is. If the best thing to do for a song is to bring in another person to do additional production because they can do something that you can't, then that's the best thing to do for the song. Mm. If I ha- if I know that Illmind has a specialty that I can't really do, but I know he can do it with his eyes closed, then I'm not doing this. I'm doing the song a disservice if I don't call Illmind and say, "Yo, I need you to reprogram these drums," or if I say, "Yo, Arab, I need this sample. You know, I need you to do your crazy trigger sample trigger." You know what How I mean? How does it like, get broken off or something like that? Like you get a percentage. Of well, a, yeah. I mean, every situation is different. There are yeah. some times where I'm just using a person as a musician. Yeah, you know, um, and they're playing exactly what I've sung to them, or they're doing something at my instruction. They might not get songwriter credit; they might just get like credit and uh, compensation as a musician. 
somebody else actually came in and did some co-writing, you know, and by writing, I don't mean just vocals, but writing music maybe, um, you know, they might get uh, writing credit. They might not get production credit, but yeah. they might get writing credit. Every situation is different. You ever thought about teaching in school? I'm not a good teacher. When it comes to anything that I know naturally, like people are like, show me how to DJ. I'm like, I wouldn't even be, know where to start. <laughs> you know, like something that, something, that, something that was taught to me, I can regurgitate and repeat it to you and teach you, teach you the way that I was taught. But something like DJ, like I, I've never had, when it came to like anything musician, in terms of musicianship, anything in terms of music production, songwriting, DJ, anything creative on that end, nothing was ever taught to me. So I wouldn't know where to start teaching. Because to me, it was just, well, I woke up and I knew how to do it. Yeah. And I just got better at it over yeah. the years. We, we, we had our run with the uh, Combat Jack show. Um, yes, sir. You know, um, it's funny because it's like, I don't think I ever asked you this. I think we kind of asked you, but what made you join the team? when? And you joined us very early on. So Yeah, you know. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a cool, it was a cool group of people that I liked and I got along with. That's really all it was. You know, I, I don't. I'm, I I keep my circle very small, uh-huh. but I'm also I like positive energy. Uh-huh. I like good energy, and at the time, that's what I felt like what was happening in that room. Um, I felt that there was a good positive rapport, a real, a real rapport, a real good energy um, amongst everybody that was in there, and a lot of the guys that I known in passing in one capacity or another. You know, um, I want to say actually the only one that I really didn't know like that probably was right. you. Yeah. No, maybe Ben, I think. Who's Ben? Ben Hameen. <laughs> you still oh, don't ben know Hameen. him. Don, no, Ben Hameen. Done. No, I knew Ben. Ben used to, ben used to ben, remember Ben. Uh, once he oh, Ben's with Kua Guru. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben used to come, Ben Hameen used I think to come we, knew, we knew each other from but it was other more, But it was weird. Yeah. But it was impact. We knew a lot of mutual people. Yep. But you and I had personally never kicked it like that. Yeah. No, but I, it, it, there's a lot of things that I think people don't know, and it's the reason why I brought this up is because that the people don't know is that you actually helped um, preserve the Combat Jack show at uh, one point in time. I remember when we were at Premiere, uh, we couldn't tape there no more. Right. And you let us tape at uh, Stadium Red. Yeah, by studio, yeah. And, um, you know, we did episodes like Big Daddy Kane there. We did, like, a bunch of shit there. And, you know, you held that show down so, you know, the spaceship could still fly. Right. You know, my thing was just like, listen, at at that point, a lot of people thought that I, like, purposely, like, was like, I'm not going to the show anymore. My life's changed. I started going on the road. I started touring a lot. And I just wasn't in town anymore. But my thing was if I could support the show in any way... If, you know, including giving you guys you, you guys a space to record. Yeah, we we, we, we taped there for a couple of months, and yeah. like I said, you kept the team together. Yo, weren't you working on the slaughterhouse album? Whatever the hell happened to that? I don't. You'd have to ask the label. The album's done. You have to ask the label. I couldn't tell you. It's a good album though, too. And what about um, Saigon? What's going on with him? You know, Saigon is more like family, more so than anything else. Um, obviously, we met through music and through the music business, mm-hmm. but he's like. He's like family at this point, you know. Uh, like he talks to my mom on his own. And he talks about like, my aunt on his own. Like they have their own relationship. Right. He's, he's, a, he's an actual family member. Right. At this point, you know Every I mean? party uh, that I, I'm, I'm at, he, I always see him. He's always yeah. there. He's, and he's there, you know, just hanging out with the family. Like me and him haven't recorded a record in years. Right. Our relationship is not really about that. Like, How did you feel when he went on Love and Hip Hop? I had did a conversation with him. No, I told him, listen, you know. Um, I don't, I don't really think this is a great idea because as anything can happen in the edit, 
as long as you give them the um, the uh, ammunition. Mm-hmm. And I know how you are. And if you feel strongly about something, you'll flip. Yeah. And as long, I, th- I think it's a good look as long as you can be like... Because every episode, every, every season, there's always like the one... The one person who's like, or the one couple who's like the positive, inspiring couple. Right. I'm like, as long as you can maintain the positive side, cool. Just know that the second you slip up, it's a wrap for your image. Right. And he called me one night. He's like, yo, you're right. I, I, I messed up. I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't know what he was talking about. He was like, I gave them the ammunition. And I was like, oh. And they like, played into it really, they played into it lovely. Yeah, it was the thing where, you know, like, he had a justifiable reason to be upset with his baby's mother. And, uh, but it doesn't matter how justifiable your reason is. Once you're, you act in a certain way on camera and they have multiple cameras on you and they can spin it a whole different way. It's all in the edits. Yeah, that's all that matters. You know, so, uh,. Did that show ever make you look at Mona Scott differently? Because you knew her, like, Violator, like, before she started doing this type of thing. Or they, actually, this... they actually tried to get me to be on the first season of Love and Hip Hop before it was really what it is now. Right, when it was Jim Jones and yeah, like, yeah. it was focused more on the males in, in the hip hop yeah, industry. I was just like, no, nah, um, I didn't do it. I had no desire to do it. I uh, just I had a weird feeling about it. And I wasn't in the headspace for it at the time. Um, and I had a feeling that it was going to end up being something else. Like, I want to say they were trying to... What was it they had in the first season? Samaya Reese. Mm-hmm. They were, like, trying to have me and her be counterparts. <laughs> well, now she's and, a lesbian. Oh, God. Shout out to Lady Luck. <laughs> Lady Luck turned her up? Yes. Nice. Really? Yes. I know, you know, I know Luck since she was, like, 15. I remember when she was on um, Hot 97 for the roll call. And that's how I got introduced to. Wow. to hey y'all, what's yeah. up? How hey. What's up, y'all? What you, you got to say? Who's on the phone? Lisa Andre. Forgot about that. Yeah, that's how I got yeah. like introduced to her. I know her. Uh, you know, she's from Jersey too, but like she used to rhyme uh, on my homie AP's mixtapes, and that's back when she was like literally like fourteen. That's dope. And I always I knew her as Chanel, so I I think it was, yeah, it was Chanel Chantal Chanel was her name. I always knew her as by her real name, right? Not realizing that. The little lady who eventually decided to Def Jam was was little Chanel from back in the day. That's dope. When I used to go DJ at the roller skating rink, she used to come to uh, when she was a kid. So uh, wow. So lady, look at hey, listen, kid. Hey, listen, it is what it is. God bless. Love but, but, wins. But yeah, but my, my, my point ultimately was, I, it, why are you trying to pair me with a person? Oh, you guys are trying to develop a storyline, right? And that was kind of the thing, one of the things that made me say, "No, nah, I'm not really interested." Because um, I've been part of TV before, and I know how it can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sure enough, you know. They did what they did. Yeah. Hey, listen, I ain't mad at him. I don't look at Mona Scott differently. And then they, at the end of the day, Mona's a businesswoman. Yeah. I mean, and, she, that paper. and she continues to create things, man. So, and I mean, yeah. you can only, like, exploit what people give you. So exactly. at the end of the day. That's the thing. Look, if you are on that set and you don't give in to any of the BS. Right. Then there's nothing for them to expand or expound upon. Like exactly. It's like jail. I tell motherfuckers, people are so worried about jail. I say, listen, if you don't do drugs, you don't uh, have sexual uh, interactions, you don't gamble, right. you, you'll slide through. Why is sexual interactions putting you in jail? Like prostitution is what you're talking about? Okay, no, I'm, it. It, that's, it okay. causes problems. Are you problems. saying if you have sex, you're likely to go to jail? That's what I'm saying. Uh, what you saying? No, no. 
So that's what it sounds like. I'm not saying that. It sounds like you're saying either that or Pete got caught in the back seat with somebody that wanted to get pizzed and he got nizzocked and now he's talking about what is this 2006 for Shizzle? Yeah, no, no, I no. can't have moments. This is a the throwback. big deal, double jizzle. It's, it's Thursday. Listen, um, as we're ending, yes, sir. A couple more songs, a couple more things. We're All not the- gonna do. I don't trust people. Now we're gonna we're gonna skip on trust people this week. I think we should do it. Listen, trust you may not know, but I don't trust people is something that I started on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then when we started the Premium Pete show, I says, "Yo, we're gonna make this a fucking segment." Okay. So how people get involved is people submit on Twitter, Instagram. It's I don't trust people. The hashtag I don't trust PPL, right. and they let us know who or what they don't trust. What submissions we got this week, Miss Lisa? Okay, so our first one comes from. I am Chris Jones. I don't trust people who apologize for doing something and continue to do it in the future. Mm. Valid. Valid. That's very valid. I, I think that's definitely I valid. I agree with it. Listen, you know, uh, doing the same thing over and over again is uh, called insanity. and um, That's a quote that's really, uh, incorrectly attributed to Einstein. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we're not... It makes sense. He didn't actually say it, to my, to my understanding. Well, shout out to Albert Einstein, whatever he's doing right now. And, uh, you know, maybe... Being, he's, uh, being dead? Well, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Right now, he could be at a strip club, right? In heaven. Sin City. With with who? Who could he be up there with? Uh, he's right. A whole bunch of people after 2016. Yeah, like, he could be with Jimmy Hoffa up there, but uh, shout out Prince, to Albert. Yeah, Prince, yeah. Michael, yeah. Whitney. More than that. They up there chilling. Big, Pac, Einstein, Hitler. So, um, the next submission comes from... Jay McLovin, mm-hmm. and he says, I don't trust people who don't eat pork because they say it's unhealthy, but will turn around and drink a half gallon of liquor. Yeah. And if it's, hold on, you judging, first of all, McLovin, if it's vodka, it ain't no carbs or no calories. And I'm finna have that whole gallon. A and vodka? I'm not. Damn. One shot? Well, not, you know. You just never. He didn't say one shot. He just said a whole gallon. I would like to have that conversation. He didn't say. He was just like. like I don't trust people. I don't trust people for sick. You motherfucker. You fucking poor. This is my house, Eddie. This is my house. You fuck. I, I pay the bills. <laughs> I pay the bills. I don't need no pork. I just drink the vodka. If you don't drink the vodka. You, know, you, get, you get no rocker. You eat, you eat pork. Justin? I don't push up. I don't need no pork. Do you eat pork? Just the pork is no stalker. Do you eat pork? I had that fucking. Do you eat pork? I don't have the fucking. He don't seem like he seems like he definitely bust down a rib nah. at a barbecue. Nah. Don't lie. No. Nah. Never. Or you just you you changing. But no, 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 no. Now you two percent up. I've I've actually I don't like pork. I used to eat when I was a kid. I ate pork. Yeah. Pork. Um. Uh. I don't eat ham. The only time I might have pork. On pepperoni pizza, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I don't eat ham or like 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 pork chops or anything. you don't have, like you that. Don't like pork chops? Nah, and like a rib, definitely not. I don't even like beef ribs either. That's too. That's too messy. It's messy. It's sloppy. I'm a neat person. Oh, okay. Well, you have your hands all messed up. I just don't eat turkey bacon. Just only that's a waste uh, of time. Turkey bacon every morning. It's a waste of fucking time. That's like started. like natural tits, fake tits, natural ass, fake ass. You know, like you know, it's like I used to know a girl that she even. You know, I was telling them earlier. I know a girl. She was from Peru, 
Every time I seen her, she would get something different done on her. She's like, this week I'm going to get my pussy changed. I said, what are you going to fucking do? Yeah, this fucking girl. I swear to God. She got her clit fucking fixed. I'm dead serious. You saw she it? said I had... Yeah, she showed me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Looking at this a long time ago, okay? Hell no, Leo. You know, I don't care how long ago it was. When you see him, come upside that head, okay? No. Yeah, what's hey, about what? Huh? Come upside his head. She can't. But this is we talking about his girl. She could come upside his head in two ways: knock him upside his head with your hand, and then if you want, sit on his face and rape it. Now, our next submission comes from BK BG ED up. I don't know. Whatever. So Fred Fred Doug. I don't trust people who wear their shirts tucked in their pants with no belt. Get word. I, don't know. I think it looks a little weird. Got me, got me flashback of being in the state prison. I remember they made us do that shit. We had a fucking uh, DIN number on our fucking... I mean, I'm just happy that your pants are pulled up. I'm not even going to lie because I don't like when guys have their pants, pants hanging off their butt. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so just yeah. as long as you got your pants pulled up. Yeah, like a little sag is okay. But when you get to the point where it's like they're like... When you're waddling while you're walking. But I was just looking at this guy today. Not like, ooh, I like him. But because his pants were so low, I'm like, he basically has half his butt out. Yeah. Like, who are you trying to entice? Hey, listen, who knows? God bless, you know? Hey, listen, it may not be what someone else does, but someone else does what else what someone else doesn't do. Because, uh, you know, I don't know what the they fuck Because they, yeah, they have that gallon. I don't trust they, the people <laughs> who have the people. What we got? We got a last one? I don't trust people who play Pokemon. Our last one. Who play Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> Our last one comes from Just Blaze, and he said he doesn't trust people who play Pokemon Go, and I support that. It's I got grown, shit to do. This is grown people just. walking around outside with their phones in their face, yes. looking, looking at the ground with, <laughs> with a bottle of vodka looking for monsters. What the fuck has this world come to? I don't know. And I, I feel like they thought it was a great idea because it's like encouraging people but to it, walk. Here's the thing. It's actually a genius idea. I'm mad that I didn't think to invest in Nintendo. Like, they, their market value went up $7.5 billion. Yeah, it's crazy. I am genuinely upset that I missed that way. Do you have to pay for the app? I don't know. It's a free I, I don't, app. I don't it, yeah. It's a free app, so I don't know how that works. Impressions. There you go. Well, listen, that that was I don't trust people. Internet's how you get involved is I don't trust people. Hashtag on Twitter. Add us at the Premium Pete Show. And, and let us know who or what you don't trust, you know? And, and, and stop fucking with that uh, Pokemon Go. <laughs> Just before we go, uh, any regrets uh, throughout the career? Any regrets? Anything that you look back on? Any bitches you left, you know, any songs you didn't get to put out? Nah, How'd you go to I, bitches to songs? I wasn't chasing. Uh, he's a producer, so he, that's what he, bitches, songs, good food, traveling. That, that's my that's my repertoire in life. <laughs> yeah, that's what he tells me. Just what is your life about? Uh, bitches, food, traveling. Be, yeah. what, what, what do you hit? What you hit me when you said when you like yo my bed? I haven't been able to get back to you. You said sink. How did you put it? Like sink, plane, next hotel or some shit. Like, oh no, it's it's like show. Hotel, plane, show, hotel, plane, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. You know, and uh, sometimes my life is like that. Like, the last three days I have slept maybe about collectively like four hours amongst all, between all three days watching all these NFL commercials. Damn. Um, and then there's time periods where I have absolutely nothing to do, and it feels great. Those, so those you're, you're making a co- music for the NFL? Is yeah. that something that you could talk about? 
Uh, yeah, the commercials air this Sunday uh, on Nickelodeon. I think the, the ads are gained, the ads are geared towards uh, teens. So they start out on Nickelodeon, then they go out to all the other channels. But okay, Nickelodeon has, I think, the exclusive for the first two nights. Congratulations! That's so dope. Yeah, it's God cool. bless you. It's a, hey, listen, it's a living, bro. Are you left-handed? Um, ambidextrous. Okay. I write with my right hand. Wait, what did you just say? Ambidextrous. Okay, he learns see. a new word every episode. Shit. He's going to use it next episode. Just fuck? watch. Yo, honestly, write, you just made me feel dumb right there. I write with my right hand. I do everything else left-handed. Okay. Okay, because your watch is yeah. that of a left-handed person. And that was always my natural inclination was to put it on that right. arm. Right. When I used to play baseball, uh, my automatic thing was to bat, bat lefty. Uh, I throw football lefty. I skate goofy, which is like lefty. Uh, skate. I DJ left-handed. I'm the exact opposite, so I write with my left and do everything else with my right. right. That's how my mother was. Um, they and they say that a lot of times people that are like that. You were supposed to be left-handed completely, but they it's societally we were trained to be right-handed people. Mm-hmm. So teachers probably put that on you and had you write with your right hand. Yeah. Not, you didn't realize that you're supposed to be left-handed. What's your infatuation with the fucking movie Predator? Was, well, what it's is a great movie? You think so? It's because he used to have his locks. No, I'm sorry. What and you... now... So the Predator was my dreadlock inspiration? Yes. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like the Predator. Is that Go your get favorite, that beeswax. Is that, is that your favorite movie of all no, time? No, but it's a great movie. I don't have a favorite movie. I don't do this. I, I think Predator's are right, though. I don't think Dude, it's... Predator's right. awesome. God. I'm not with it. You don't, you don't like, have you ever seen it? I seen a piece of it and I didn't. I read to watch the Money Train. I saw on Channel Eleven though. I ain't seeing like real. You gotta watch the real movie. Okay. Like, but is it scary? Because I told you I don't it's not, do it's, those. It's not, it's not like scary. Like it's not gory. It's, okay. You know, it's, okay. It's suspenseful. Yeah, suspenseful. It's some action, you know. But it's it's an action adventure movie. Okay. Um, Cause I like comedies but more that, than anything. Like, I, you know, I'm not paying. I'm not paying money to see a comedy. That's my thing. What? I watch it on TV. But you friends with Kevin Hart. That's the homie, but this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying I won't. Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase this. I will spend money to watch a comedy, but I won't spend it in the movies. Mm. Got you. Mm. And what I mean, the reason, the reason I say that is my, my spare time is limited as it is. If I go to the movies to see something, I want to be wowed by what's on the screen. I want to see like some great special effects, some great cinematography. I don't want to laugh. Like, I don't want to watch anything. In the movies, that I would get the same exact impact watching at home. You should just true. go watch hentai porn. You ever watch hentai porn? That's yeah. just fucking crazy. Bro. What kind of porn? Like, see like flying pussies all yeah. over the place. What? And I was like, what the fuck? The girl, like the girl, you see, uh, actually this wasn't hentai, but uh, Wicked City, where the girl uh, had the, uh, the, the the mouth in her vagina. <laughs> 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 and the dude was like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, he wants to pull out and all of a sudden like she opens her legs and she's like <laughs> and she's like I almost had you and then she turns into a spider like she well she, well, she still had a vagina though it was really strange yo I, I tell you speaking of comedy I will say this as we end off um, you know I do I do appreciate you as a friend and, and I'll say this because Likewise. you know in um, I remember when um, Cypher Sounds uh, asked me to do uh, his um, improv show right you know I don't even remember if I told you, but you showed up. I, I don't. I never. I didn't tell you to come. You, pause. You, you, good pause. Good pause. Yeah, it's a good pause. Yeah, I just showed I, up. I didn't. Yeah, and 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 no, no I just appreciate that. And then I remember Saif telling me that you called him and told him don't say anything to yeah. to me uh, that you were gonna you know show up. And- I, I came just for that. I ended up having to leave right after you were done. I couldn't stay for the rest of the show. 
I somewhere had to be that night. I forget what, but yeah, you know, gotta come support your people. You know, no, no, most definitely. And I'm, it's just one of the many things that I think that you know. I was speaking about this today uh, at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival about uh, you know building relationships. You know, right. and I think like, how important they are and how they help progress you. You know, I was explaining how through sneakers I met. You know, Bun, and then me and Bun got into the business of food, right. you know, in the culinary. And then how I met Dallas Penn through sneakers, and right. he brought me on the Combat Jack show. How yeah, I met you, all, you know what I mean? It's all a cycle, you know? Relationships yeah. really are all, At the end of the day, what you're, you're only really worth what your relationships are. Yeah, and that's why I tell people, like, you know, like, hit people up, you know, not always for a favor. Like, hit them up to say hello. Say I think, hello. You know what I mean? Like, hit them up for fucking like, you know, I, 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 This will be the last thing that I say, because I actually have to get out of here yeah. myself. But, like, the one thing that I hate, I don't trust people who hit you when they haven't spoken to you in, like, six months or a year, God knows how long, with a bunch of small, and asking, trying to make a bunch of small talk. Get to the point of Thank why you're actually you. Hitting, like, you need a favor. Ask me what the favor is. I'd rather you do that than sit there, hey, how you been? How are you? And I'm sitting there looking at the, t- I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Get to the point already. Right. That's like, what you I know you need something. That's what you want to you know write, I mean? yeah. Like, and if it turns out that you genuinely just wanted to say, hey, like, you, I crossed your mind. Cause that, that happens with me sometimes. Like, I, I haven't spoken to Freeway, to Freeway in a bit. I don't know he's had his health issues. Um, I texted him the other night, like, 2 in the morning. He just he crossed my mind earlier that day. And I, was, I just sent him a text, like, yo, I'm just checking on you. I want to see if you're good. You know? Um, and I, I told him, I said, I want nothing else. Just making sure you're good. He was like, yeah, I'm straight. Let's wrap tomorrow. Whatever. All right, cool. Sometimes you might. But, again, that's somebody that I've had a 15-year relationship sure. with. Right. You know what I mean? But like a lot of people that you meet in the industry, you might go through those phases where you guys talk all the time and you don't see each other for a while then you pick back up. Sometimes you have those friends where you might not see each other for six months, but then when you pick up, it's like nothing ever. Nothing. Those are real friendships. Those are real friendships. Those are good friends to have. Right. But then you have those people who you don't have that kind of relationship with where I'd rather you just say to me, hey, just long time no speak. This is what I need. I respect that. No problem. If I can do it for you, I'll do it. Right. But when you hit me with the, hey, how you been? How's life? You know? How's things? <laughs> how many times are you going to You've asked me how are things five different ways. Yeah, get to your fucking question. Yes. What do you fucking want from my life? But no, you're right. And I think some people, one thing I don't realize too is, and I'm learning more, some people come in your life only for that moment. And yeah. then you just got to let that be. You know, you don't have, sure sometimes is. you don't have to ask why on things. Nope. But listen, internets, listen. Uh, it, it, it was listen, great. Listen, internets. It was a great episode. Yes. And um, what episode even is this? Don't worry, Peter. Oh, that's We're right. not saying numbers. I said I'm going to stop counting. I didn't want to count every mm. fucking episode. Goodness. Somebody but, should, keep tra- should keep track, but you don't have to count every single one. Well, right. we'll put the number. I mean, up. I know the number. I'm just not saying it. Okay. Let's see. It's yeah, a it secret is. society. But yeah. listen, just like I said, thank you. Not only just for your friendship, just, you know, the stories, just to just stopping by. Um, no doubt, anytime, but, bro. but more importantly, like I said, just uh, you know everything, the contributions, just just listen. I appreciate you. My Thank brother. you for being a friend. I was just thinking that do, 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 travel around the world and back again. Do, 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 Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew. Skip would be from me And the card attached would say Thank you for being a friend You know I love that Because this is my song